Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. Today, uh, we apparently have bad news. But before all that, oh gosh, how have we been doing this week? Everything good? Everything's. Liam looks tired. We've been doing better than than the rest of the industry, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm happy to I'm happy to be back. It's nice to see you both. You're, I heard you replaced me with an IGF winning video game developer last week. I feel like that's a step up. I can't believe it. Like uh, minutes, if not hours, after recording, about uh, yeah, more or less about one day on on the clock. The news broke in that Veselikov, Tolly Faulkner, that's one. He he got it. The Seamus McNally Big Prize. God damn! I don't think people realize how big of a deal that is. <laughs> it's, it's something only like like nineteen other people in the world have that. It's uh, it's it's hugely prestigious. It's like imagine Jeff Keighley's Game of the Years, but specifically for indie games. And that's what he wanted. And uh, a big fat stack of cash alongside of it. Ooh-hoo-hoo. The, the show is tacked onto and arranged by and airs immediately after the Game Developer's Choice Award from the GDC. So it's like coming from an extremely an extremely official prestigious panelist of, of judges. But I don't know if any one of us would know here. Actually, it's before. Sorry to crush your party there, George. Uh, it's before, but... Well, they're back, back to back. They're back to back, yeah. So you go from one, like, the schlobs who make games in their bedrooms, like us, to, like, people who pretend to be not schlobs who make video games in studios for big money. But, oh my god, congratulations to Vess if he's listening. What a, you know, huge, huge, huge stuff. So there you go. I got replaced and he won an award. <laughs> Next guest who replaces me will probably win an award. So... Send your emails in now. <laughs> it 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 seems to be a, a recurring thing. If if you show up on on the Dad and Sons podcast, good uh, stuff happens to you. You you get a game developers award. You you get on the the New York Times bestseller list. Good things tend to happen after. Just not to us. <laughs> Any guests who come on go to do go on to do great things, and and we just sit here. <laughs> Oh, this is this has gotten really sad. The silence was deafening. Well, it's because of this week in particular that thinking about how how hip cool indie games are having a cool time these days, but big big money AAA games aren't does sting a little harder than usual for for this week in particular. It is it sounds like all you want to do is talk about the bad news. Is is that what you want to do? Kind of, yeah. Instead of uh talking about how how your how your day has gone, you know, like what have you been playing, George? What have you been playing? What what can I say? I I am I'm, I'm magnetized to misery. I I've played some <laughs> cool fun stuff. That that sums you up in one sentence. Yeah, it does. I was say, but that works. but I do see I do see on the docket that uh, Liam and I might have actually had some synchronicity this week, which has happened before. It's it's fun when it does. Y- yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Kind it of. Looks I haven't like... played that much of what you're talking about. I've played an hour or so, but I'm interested to hear. How and that's doing. all it deserves. I'm... <laughs> bringing the misery in i played it too i played it too oh (laughs) holy crap oh my god i come back and we actually have done something for once well done us i can't believe yeah i don't know i understand how we both uh we all played i played the first start like the first boss and yeah 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 
I've gone yeah. a little further than that. Okay, okay, that's amazing. Yeah. George, Matt, and Liam, we all, without planning it, decided on our own to independently play Death's Door this week. Something must have psycho, like, psychoanically, like, got into my head because I just on a whim purchased it last yeah. night and played, like, a couple of hours of it. Of of the cute games going around right now, this seemed like the one that, that had its production values, its quality, oh, and boy. its uh, art and direction all in line with what <laughs> should be my tastes, I thought. What's, what, what's, what, oh. <laughs> it's not very cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's pretty okay. miserable. So, like, in terms of magnetizing miserable, like, it's pretty miserable. I thought it was cute I, I like your little hero's animations he's a he's an adorable little crow person he who, is uh, has a, a cute little stamper for your run cycle who walks um, around slaughtering things that spill blood all over that d- delicious world of it the the world looks like you want to eat it it looks like it's chiseled out of uh cake and cookies it has a uh, crumbly aesthetic so so to speak um I, uh, I I wonder if we're already leaning a little a little towards the iffy side of things, judging by the vocal pauses, the tone in our no, speech here. I, I think everybody wants to say something about it. So I think, uh-huh. I don't know, Matt, I imagine, you know, you play a lot of indie titles and probably, yeah, more so than, you know, us, we do. I like, play too many. Yeah. Um, yeah. This fits in like the higher bracket of, wow, the production values of this game are. I... Mm, yeah, it's sleek. It's it's uh, very sleek. It's polished. Do you yes. get that? How do you feel? It doesn't. Um, yes, I, I agree with like George. Like it, it looks good. You know the the uh, combat cute, does cute. feel good. Yeah, it's cute. You know uh, the first cute. area where yes. you keep seeing like the old lady. Every time you do something, it's like you better stop doing that. Or blah, blah. You know, it's 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 cute. It's it just feels it just feels. It has like the same thing where it like don't you know when a game tries to be something? Not to say it's not trying to be its own thing, but it tries to be something. It, it obviously takes a lot of like things from other games, but it ends up not oh, yeah. being ends up not nailing what it's supposed like the feel of what it's going for like it ends up not having not a soul but like you just feel like you're just playing you know like it's just something to play it doesn't feel like yeah like I, I, you know that feeling where you like you want to keep playing and i'm trying to nail it because i had the same feeling on uh ender lilies okay where, like it just feels like there's just a thing with mechanics, but there's nothing to drive you to finish the game. Yeah. Like, yes, like the story, like it, it, it's the story's just there. Like in Ender Lilies, oh, you're trying to figure out what your memory is, and then in this one, um, you're like, and, and some people play a game for gameplay, some people play a game for a story. I feel like. I'm not either. It just has to whatever which one is the focus. It has to actually nail it, and yeah, I feel like the gameplay is super fucking easy. Like it's just, it's super easy, and it could be because I play a lot of these games. But I I do think the regular person who plays who plays normal games can beat this pretty easily, right? Like the mm. bosses, 
right? For the first area. They're not too tough. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty like, like first try. Like, they're like, I, I, I'm pretty sure none of us has died, right? Like, this is not, this is not I, Dark I Souls level. A couple times. At least not yet. At least not yet. No, I, I, I found it patronizingly easy as well. Yeah. Especially with how much there is. Like, the, the areas get kind of spammy. The combat is drawn out and explored enough for it to feel like things are taking too long for how yes how yeah. not challenging uh, it, it can it's be. kind of like wow i agree I, I was playing it and i saw the reviews of it and of course the yeah. reviews are really top tier um yeah, super positive coverage it's, got it's me like into a, it too it's like a for me it reminds me a lot of zelda like it is a very it's I played the demo for Tunic when Tunic was on the Xbox demo thing over the summer. I don't know if you guys played the demo for Tunic. It reminds me a lot of what Tunic is trying to do, this isometric Zelda-like... And um, Hob. And Hob. Yes. Yes. Bro, oh, that's a blast games, from the past. Right? That's what yeah, made that's me remember a blast. it. Yes. Like, it just... But it, yeah. This is going a little bit towards trying to be somewhat like Dark Souls. And it makes sense because the guy... Uh, well, the people who made... Uh, Death Store made Titan Souls. Do you remember that game? Mm-hmm. Like yes. the one with the arrow, which was a straight up boss fight. Yeah, boss where, rush, where yeah. you had one arrow that yeah. you had to scurry over and pick back yeah. up after shooting it. Yeah, so you know it's yeah. made by Acid Nerve, who made Titan Souls. So the inspiration is worn, you know, dead on the sleeve. It's it's Dark Souls, but this one is definitely a bit more Zelda-like in its structure as well. Um, you the have backtracking puzzles. and everything. Yeah, the puzzles, yeah. the backtracking as well. The backtracking, Light torches. Yeah, and fire arrows at things. Um, and uh, I, uh, switches. I, are there block puzzles? I haven't gotten any block puzzles yet, but um, other than that, the, the standard types yeah, are there. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but the, yeah, there's a lot of that in it. And for it being gorgeous and feeling really good, I found myself quite bored, if I'm yeah. honest. I was yeah. disappointed by the lack of variety and the a lot of walking through very pretty but very blocky stone bridges and paths. Yeah, when puzzles are in a game cuz I'm not like a huge fan of puzzles. I could care less about puzzles, you know. They as long as they're cool looking, I'm fine with that. And maybe not too hard, you know, like, you know, uh, Uncharted puzzles. Perfect, right? Cool looking, kind of simple, satisfying to, to complete. You're like, oh, yeah, I got it. I'm smart. You know, that just that feeling. I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't need to figure out, like, fucking, uh, you know, where the national treasure is. Like, I don't need to figure all that <laughs> stuff out. But th- it, it, everything is pretty much easy. Like, it's self-explanatory. You go into a room and you're just like, I'm just doing this. I'm going through the motions. And I don't like to feel that when I'm when I'm I'm playing a game. Like I, if I'm gonna sit down and play a game, I need to, to, to I don't know feel challenged just a little bit. Like if that's what the game is going for. Like in Phenotopia, with the game I talked to about last time, the puzzles in that game felt felt good. Like it's uh, it, it was clever. You're like, oh okay, I get it because you get it through the game design of like how you went through the level beforehand. And then they kind of introduce it in a very smart way, you know, in the, in the next bit. In this one, you literally get fire. Oh, now I can do all the fire puzzles that I've been trying to do. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's, it, it's, it falls flat for me. Not to say it's a bad game, 
but yeah, it it, it feels it feels weird even calling them puzzles because they don't feel puzzling yeah. it's like the the kind of situation where you see all of the uh mechanisms all on one screen and you know in your head as soon as you see that what what you got to do to to unlock the gate but you go yeah. through the motions it's like like a mechanism to unlock a door more than it is a puzzle it's a broken machine more than it is a puzzle right like you're going to your locker uh, at school in the morning you know it's like you know the combination already you're just you you have to do it to open it basically and and you're you were talking about how it's not a bad game but it is utterly unstimulating yes that, that that's perfectly that, the way of articulating it yeah it's, yeah it's, that is actually a very yeah 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 and w- w- i need to be stimulated <laughs> I need yeah to i sat I, I sat there being like wow this game is so pretty and oh my god imagine being able to make this and then yes. playing it and being like, but is that the sacrifice of being able to do that? Is it? I mean, the team who made it is really small. Um, is that the sacrifice comes from potentially uninteresting moments? It doesn't really even have like that. Games like that, that especially those isometric ones, like Tunic had a little bit of this. It's that the wonder of where you are, the 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 actual place that you're exploring. There's no. Because you're going through doors to what seemingly are unending places, they're just kind of like built up blocks behind floating doors. There wasn't really any mystery or any anything yeah. that drew me to want to be exploring and there, there, out of anything secrets. other than OCD. Yeah, there is. But they, they um, hide it behind cameras, basically, because you only have yeah. one angle. And you it's have to a little go bit behind of the, like, like houses forced... and then the camera will turn. Yeah, the forced like, rotation. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. It, it it makes me wonder how kind of paint by numbers and fill in the blanks the design was behind the scenes cuz I I do feel like I was playing this game before. It uh, feels a lot like Hollow Knight. The pause menus look a lot like Hollow Knight. You uh. have giant empty spaces in your pause menu where your upgrade screen is going to fill in so you kind of sort of have the abilities spoiled before you go through the game it it it's so derivative that it almost seems like a waste of the cool characters and art that they came up with like the uh when they were pitching together this product it makes me wonder if the question they wanted to answer as a game development studio was less how can we come up with an immersive interesting way to explore our new original world and characters or were they trying to ask themselves can we make a competently designed zelda clone or dark souls clone because they could like it is it is well made i can't fault it for that it just feels so uh like this game was already made before they kind of colored in the lines with their world and their art Mm -hmm. They uh, they took their world and their art and plugged it into a room where you have to activate two torches to open a gate on the other end with with enemies that walk around in zigzag patterns that touch you from contact damage with the homing effect. It it feels like a thousand other games could have had this art style plugged into it, unfortunately. It's kind of strange because I feel like they had the formula right the first time with Titan Souls, right? I'm not the biggest fan of like complete boss rushes, but the yeah. idea behind Death's Door is you are a Reaper going to meet somebody to take their soul, right? Or like, you know, like one of the, what do they call it in Death's Door, like large souls or, or something, right? Essentially, 
straight from Dark Souls. <laughs> Colossal Souls. But the 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 amount like you Big have to go glee. through to get to them to then do the reaping, right, is is just a bit too much. And it does feel like that uninspiring sort of pathway fighting grunt enemies. Like a Zelda dungeon. It's not even Zelda dungeon though, because Zelda dungeon which hopefully I'll get onto because I've been playing Skyward Sword, um, is that if the bosses were sooner, more interesting, and they used what they did in Titan Souls to basically create these almost Shadow of the Colossus-like, you know, uh, experiences, you know, where you're meeting unique bosses and, and you know, you're, the idea of the game is to defeat the bosses. I think that if they'd sort of reneged that for this one with that new art style and that kind of world, it could have been more interesting i think Mm. Uh, there's just too much filler in the middle like i think the game's about 12 to 15 hours long and it it just doesn't need to be that long like it it doesn't really i wouldn't be able to last that long with that with that same thing i i I, use some of the the positive reviews say that the good stuff is towards the end i really it might be one of those situations our four power-ups that is already in that in that wheel <laughs> so we can we can see exactly how many power-ups we're gonna get and what things we're gonna upgrade <laughs> uh, the the level design might have some real clever twists for the last couple dungeons don't you uh love it when games do that so this is classic oh it gets good after 10 hours <laughs> it sounds like when when i was going back over the positive coverage that got me into it i was like I was thinking to myself, really? What what internet circle am I am I immersed in that got me to buy this game off of my social network coverage? And yeah, the asterisks at the bottom of the reviews are always like, last two dungeons are the best part of the game. So maybe we haven't seen the good stuff in Death's Door until later. Last two dungeons? You've got to be kidding me. Maybe. I don't know. Don't take my word for it. You might want to... Wanna wanna read Play some, an some reviews eight and impressions hours to get to the last two dungeons? I'm fine. I don't. I, it's gotta be like eight hours, right? It's gotta be like. It's eight supposed hours. to be a ten-hour game. It's yeah, not supposed yeah, to be yeah. a very big one. Yeah, so another six hours then. But I mean, if if you are starved for a good Zelda like, if you haven't played every Metroidvania on Steam like <laughs> Matt has, <laughs> the Metroidvania yeah. King. Phenotopia nailed that for me. Phenotopia. <laughs> Nailed that for me. I'm I'm good now. I want a Persona game right now. I've I've been itching to play Royal so bad. I feel so you could do worse. Bad. You're it's, you're. It's like being addicted to drugs, Matt. Come on, dude. You, dude. you know better. <laughs> you, dude. Yo, Persona Four was so fun. <laughs> but I need I need to not play that game. Eighty hours. That that will suck everything away. I'll just be. I'll just be here <laughs> in my room. Have 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 we played Metroid Other M here? No, long when it first came out. Would would you say for for like like if you had a, a kid, a child who is not yet cynical and played too many games in their lives, would you rather sit them down with Metroid Other M or Death Store for like Babby's first big Metroidvania backtrack your way through a expanding map are they my only choices because i wouldn't choose either (laughs) yeah (laughs) me either death's door is far better than metroid other m like and we Death's door is better than some real metroid games so it's not only that metroid it's not bad at all it's just 
I guess, uninspiring, right? Like, I think it, that's the problem. It's not a bad yeah. game. It paints by it's, the numbers. It's too heavily inspired to be inspiring to, yeah. for the audience. Yeah, I think it's not carving its own niche out. It's not going to be standing up at the end of the year, I don't think. Um, no. There's so many games to play, though. Like, they could play, like, Guacamelee or Dust or Hollow Knight or Ori or... Any one of those games. Any one of those. Any yeah. one of those games. Or it might be a bit hard, and so might be Hollow Knight if this is the first one. But they'll get through it. Bloodstain is also. I mean, I don't, it's, know, it's I don't a, know why I still have fond memories of that game. I still yeah. <laughs> really enjoyed it. The only the only thing that it's trying to do is you know I think the only other game really like it isn't even out yet, and that's Tunic, which is this isometric. Uh, maybe below below is probably the only thing I can think of that's very similar. Like pulled out isometric, uh, kind of this inspired by Dark Souls, but also you know trying to do other Zelda-y things. But even then, below kind of didn't register so well with most people, even though it took years to come out. Um, oh, Tunic is cute. Yeah, Tunic. Uh, but then tunic I had the same. I actually had very similar issues with Tunic. Is that I think aesthetically, Tunic is far more interesting. Uh, yeah, and it wears its Zelda inspirations massively on its sleeve, but it does a couple of things like that are very hard to explain without actually the, playing the, it. The, the camera moves. The enemies are more active. They're not slow. The enemies are more active for sure. And um, Tunic does this really interesting thing where it has its own like in-game language, and you and the menus are all in this foreign you know glyph language that you don't know as the player. It, it draws you into that world by you basically then just using your brain to sort of piece those things together. And even though it's not hard, it's just a small part that gives that game a bit more personality. I mean, it's not out yet, so it's hard to judge, and I've only played the demo. But even with that one, it still did feel like uh, it could be somewhat similar to Death Store in its sort of uninspiring nature, I think. Mm. Um, Whereas, like... uh, Just where you're facing the same enemies... Sometimes you can copy and nail it. And this is basically, I mean, tunic. I mean, come on. <laughs> a green tunic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like. Yeah. It's Zelda. It, that one's more Zelda than anything. Yeah. yeah. yeah can I, I mean, talk I about mean, a Zelda game? All games, <laughs> all games copy from each other at this point. Um, not every single one, but a lot of them do. They She's do. Just adding your own sure. spin to it. Yeah. But there's just, just like some some cases where you have like assault and sanctuary or something, where something's just to- so totally inspired and derivative, but still manages to like bring what's cool about the previous thing into a new yeah. perspective or something. And, and this still didn't, it still felt like, like. Yeah, Hollow Knight. I mean, Hollow Knight is one of the big, greatest <sighs> examples, right? Of like. Ooh. Taking stuff from so good Metroid and Dark Souls and Castlevania and doing its own thing, right? Oh my uh, god, Hollow Knight! It's too, fantastic. Coming to me, it's oh. <laughs> yeah, meta right back there. That shit's been de- this shit's been delayed for like years now, man. But then you know it'll be good. Time makes all the difference. Oh, I I I hope so. I hope so, man. I I try not to get my hopes up with any of this stuff, but. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to i mean that's the way to do ori, it ori 2 wasn't ori 2 was like a a good oh, side yeah quest. you were really upset by that way oh because don't get too high it was basically hollow knight it, i didn't i went i played them for two separate things and it basically became hollow knight which is not it's not a bad game but it's not necessarily a, you know the i don't want to play hollow knight ori x ori like a, <laughs> i want to play ori 
but yeah yeah I don't, anyways yeah yeah. I, just, yeah I don't want to play this game for this i want to you know i want to play yeah. it for the reason i fell in love with it in the first place right so yeah, exactly. you know Ori. yeah so, Can I uh, talk about a Zelda game? Speaking of Zelda, we yeah. we, we got a lot of speaking of, of Zelda, Metroidvania games where you complete a map that's uh, that's that's a broken machine when you boot them up, where uh, you you get an ability that works in combat and also is a keyhole for specially shaped keys. There's yeah. there's no shortage of of that in the world right now. Well, like a dummy. Oh boy. I uh, I purchased the HD remaster of a game that definitely doesn't look like oh. it really needed a HD remaster anyway. Or at least, you know, it's a bare bones HD remaster. Um, I bought the old Skyward Sword. Not only that. Oh, oh, oh not only. I, I treated myself to the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons as well. Oh, well, I mean, Yummy. your previous ones, their days are numbered anyway. <laughs> Everyone's Joy-Cons yeah. are... Uh, are not going to last into the 2040s as, as the future looks anyway. So that was yeah, that was kind of my justification as <laughs> you, well. You refilled. But, um, you you resubscribed to your Joy-Con subscription. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those situations right where you I bought a game that I know I don't like. Ah, uh, yeah, oh, that's no. the important question. Have you played Skyward Sword before? The, uh, before, the HD? yes, I have, okay. but I did not like Skyward Sword. And, like, that that comes from not necessarily, like, the game itself, but I thought the motion controls for that game were awful. Like, awful. Hindered the game massively like you had to recalibrate all the time which pulls the game you know the player out of the immersion of the game and secondly trying to do sword fights with boss with bosses they're not hard but they they're time consuming because you never get the motions right on the wii it was bad so all i ever wanted to do was play this game with button controls well la di da what did nintendo go and do Lo and behold, they added a button control mode. But guess what? It's not a button control mode because Nintendo don't like good controls. Prayers. They don't care answered. about. They've heard your no, call. No, not answered. Awful. Oh. Awful. Like like Nintendo don't like people playing alternate <laughs> controls, and they don't like players being able to customize their own controls for whatever God knows reason in 2021. Um, so Skyward Sword, the HD collection. It's very pretty. Uh, you know, they've done a decent job. They've cut a lot of corners as well. But this is a game where its art style, I think, similar to Wind Waker, carries itself. It's no, it's by no means, you it's, know, Wind it's, Waker it's, it's, in, it's, it's, in terms of its timelessness. But, 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 but on emulators, that game was gorgeous. It is it is gorgeous. And it's gorgeous again now. They haven't fixed the sky, which Barry complained about <laughs> in that very long video Wait. once. <laughs> Um, it's called Skyward Sword of half of every screenshot the overworld how do they yeah it looks like pee Um, (laughs) it's still a gorgeous looking game and the characters I've got to admit for a Zelda game the characters are great designs I really like the, the style of like the the sort of uh, what like Skyloft's people, I they they're almost like Native American inspired. I think, you know, they have a lot of feathers and long dresses. Of course, they get a lot of influence from birds and being in the sky. I actually think the designs are really cool, and I kind of didn't pay attention to the first time. Like this version of Link, maybe my favorite version of Link, and definitely my favorite version of Zelda. She is do it for her, protect her until the end of days. She's great, um, and that surprised me. I really enjoyed, actually, the opening act of this game. They've done a lot to cut down in the tutorials that people complained about. 
you know, yeah. people don't bug you as much anymore. So, um, so it's more than just changing sword combat to button yeah, press they, combat. They, yeah, they stream. No, well, I'll get to that. So they streamlined, you know, the intro a little bit. Um, and I actually enjoyed the intro. It gives, you know, it's a Zelda game that has a bit more heart to it and gives you a bit more to fight for than, you know, other games. Maybe not as well. I think people, are, you know, people at this point both underrate and also, you know, go ham on Ocarina of Time. But you think the build-up of being a child to meeting Zelda to then the moment that Ganon, Ganondorf steals Zelda and leaves Ocarina, like, that that's a powerful story moment, right? And I don't think Zelda games have carried that ever since, really, to be honest. Um, the individual aspects of Majora's Mask aside, uh, the actual stories of Link and Zelda... I don't think I've ever gone that great. Uh, especially in Breath of the Wild. But, so, game's fine. It's fine. It's a linear Zelda game. Very linear. And after playing Breath of the, after Breath of the Wild being the last Zelda game I played, like, it's very odd. It is very linear. <laughs> like, I don't remember Zelda games being this linear. But they are. I don't even know if Ocarina of Time is this linear, actually. But it's incredibly linear, and it's kind of nice. It's kind of yeah. nice to just sit back and be like, ah, oh, let's go I'll on a guided game. tour of, right. of the Zelda world, right? Yeah. Like, lead me on, fellas. <laughs> let's do this. Um, so I kind of like that, but it is very linear. Um, you can see a lot of what they pulled from Breath of the, uh, for Breath of the Wild in this game. Like... There's a lot. The here. wheel. Yeah, the the stamina wheel, the sailcloth, you know, the different weapons, uh, the chemistry of like the bombs and the different environments and stuff. Um, it's it's fine. I, I I don't know. Skyward Sword. It's fine. I don't think it's a masterpiece by any means. Uh, I'm not that far into it. Only about ten hours or so. But button controls. So I haven't actually tried the motion controls of this version. I imagine they're somewhat better but i still heard there's a lot of recalibration issues so i basically just was like fuck that shit uh i had problems with that in the original place i'm gonna go with these beautiful new button controls and play in a handheld tell me when was the right stick ever a button is that a button it, it, can, it can be is that a button? Like emulator yeah. options is the, menu. is the right is the right stick a button? It, no, it isn't. It, it, the look and feel of a be, button though. can be captured by the subjective experience of the right stick. Experience. No, the right stick is not a button. And Nintendo sold me down a goddamn river because <laughs> instead of the motion controls, what it asks you to do is it asks you to flick or move the right stick in like a direction similar to if you were slashing a sword. So if you flick the... Uh, you know the stick to the left it'll do like a horizontal mm. cut to the left if you flick it to the mm. right it'll do a horizontal cut to the right so it's like up down omnidirectional etc like, like playing a whole game with the controls of riding the sword at the last 10 minutes of Metal Gear Solid 2 from 2001 or <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance if you were being extremely kind it's a bit more like Okami and moving the paintbrush uh, than it is anything slick now in theory as well that would be a cool idea you know you flick it right cut right flick it left cut left guess what not that responsive doesn't really work that well kind of is annoying uh so button <laughs> controls my ass i think the only button they're referring to is the absolutely degradingly dumb idea i'm sorry papa nintendo but this is the stupidest thing so you can use the right stick now to f to free cam 
So in the original Skyward Sword, because you did, you only had one left analog stick and a Wiimote, you, it was a fixed camera, right? So it was always behind Link and he would move and then it would swing in the direction of him. That kind of old school thing that we kind of, now we just got rid of. You know, the right stick is for, is for um, using camera controls. And it is so much better. Now the biggest problem is they put the fucking sword on that stick as well. So it makes you, by default, and you cannot change this. You have to hold the L button down on the shoulder button and then use the stick to move the camera. To just move the camera. Because they made the sword a tool you don't use that often oh. as the default. Well, maybe it's to, to emulate the look and feel of hoisting a camera over your left shoulder and then moving it around to get good pans of the shot as... Uh, as as one were to do in real life when moving a camera around. I can't I cannot begin to explain how much I hate it. Like I hate it. You f- one, you forget all the time. So what do you do? You end up swinging your sword, wasting time, and then you got to put your sword away, and then you got to use the camera. It doesn't make sense to me that one, it's not changeable. Why not just let me change it? So many games have mappable controls now. Nintendo, there is no excuse. I, there is. I, I guess it's a really good thing that Zelda games don't have friendly fire. Then. Well, that's the thing. Is in Skyloft, they like they tell you like, oh, Link, don't take your sword out. You know, you'll scare the people. <laughs> like they they literally tell you that in the sword tutorial. Well, then don't and make then, the controls like that. And and the other part is, uh, by default, <laughs> wouldn't it make more sense that the thing you use more often, the camera. <laughs> would be default right stick and then you engage the tool by pressing l and then the stick that makes so much more sense to me um whoever made this control system needs to be fired into the sun through the piss colored sky of skyloft Uh this reminds me of 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 what it was like when i got my non-gamer friends to play grand theft auto when they were trying their hardest to be a decent citizen but every button on the controller is like like an aim your gun at this random guy button a shoot this guy a a punch this guy button like just walking around normally in video games without knowing the controls can create some hilariously uh uh butterfly effect comedy situations and this just seems like like a simpsons gag like the control layout of that (sighs) sounds like a gag for that kind of joke it just doesn't make any sense honestly um but it, I mean, I don't really want to stop playing. It's been like a fun. It does feel very nostalgic, actually, because you know this type of Zelda game. It's been a while. You know, Breath of the Wild now was what four or five years ago, um, and before that, Skyward Sword and Twilight. Well, Twilight Princess HD was on the Wii U. You know, this has been a while since we've had like an old school style Zelda game. I mean, Link's Awakening came out, but I didn't play that. It's almost ten years. That's a little different. November eighteenth, yeah, you know, two thousand eleven. It's been a while, so it feels kind of good, nostalgic. It's, you know, I get home, I'm tired, I am really tired at the moment. Um, <laughs> so these days, when I can have something just be like, hey, follow the north, <laughs> go north <laughs> constantly, <laughs> just go north. And I'm not talking like Death Doors uninspiring, because at least Breath of the at, at least Skyward Sword has a, a, a few interesting characters and moments in it. Um, it, but fuck me, like, God, allow me to change the controls, guys, please. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So, button controls, not really. Stick controls, okay. Stick controls that don't work so well, combined with the dumbest camera control in modern history. Play Skype it's a lot. <laughs> same same button for looking around is 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 your swing as your sword your, as your weapon. As your weapon. So do they care a lot about which direction you're swinging the sword? Like, does it actually yes. matter if it's yes. left, right, yes. up, down? And that, that's that, that's that's the frustrating part because. Skyward Sword actually has a good, interesting, engaging combat system, which is you have enemies who have shields who block in different directions. Therefore, you have to think about where you're swinging your sword. Unlike every other video game where you just press A, right? Or B. A lot of sword swinging going on. Just swing that sword. Now, if the stick controls actually worked correctly, like they were responsive enough, and it felt like... Just at the flick of a button, I could... Flick of a stick, not a button. Uh, I could, like, you know, do a cross slash or something. It really would be quite an interesting combat system. I probably should go try the motion controls and see, but I don't want to do that. I want the button controls. I want to play in handheld mode. Because for as good as this game looks on, uh, you know, the HD remaster on a TV, it looks so good um, on a, the handheld, you know, with my new Joy-Cons. It looks pretty and lovely. You know, I want to enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it. I want to... It's like the Star Fox Zero thing all over again. I don't want to play the way Miyamoto thought would be an interesting way. Like, I want to just play like a like a good video game. With the, with the officially licensed Skyward Sword Joy-Cons you bought, you will look like the ideal consumer when, when trying out the motion mode. Maybe I should just walk around Kyoto long enough to find him and like kick him in his groin and be like, what were you thinking? Just kick Miyamoto right in his dick. <laughs> what do you call these controls? Do better. Although, I'll... I'll, I'll Sorry, go ahead, Judge. That's, that's, that's like, got to be some kind of, of crime against gaming. Like, isn't there there a, a law against... Yeah, that's just a regular crime, come to think about it. <laughs> Today is gaming news. Indie Dev kicks Miyamoto in the balls. Think of what you will do to the <laughs> reputation of gamers if you kick Miyamoto in the balls. Gamers won't have me. I'm not a gamer. I can't even finish, like, Death's Dawn, let alone <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I'm, like, the worst kind of gamer. I'm the tired gamer now. That's what they should call me. Angry, tired gamer. Not even angry. Mildly positive, tired gamer. I think it'll take off. Although, I want to leave you with this parting thought. Um, as the PC master race you both are. Yeah. 60 frames, Zelda. Yeah, ki- there's no way back. Kicking him, there's no way back from this. Kicking him in the nuts is probably the only it's, way to it's, it's, to make that normal. Like you gotta go right to the source. It should be the only way. It is. It is so much better. Absolutely. Zelda in 60 frames is so much better. It's yeah. I usually don't care, but it's so noticeably different. Um, I am gonna be very sad at Breath of the Wild too, which obviously is gonna be thirty frames. Oh yeah, isn't in be, sixty frames? It's gonna be like twenty five on that switch. Probably, mm. pr- I I would argue with you on a good day, but no, I think you're right. P- p- yeah. Plug it into an emulator, and uh, you got these problems. Yeah, solved. but the emulators are not as good yet. They're not. They're not as good yet. But like, yeah, like that. This is exactly why. Way sometimes I go to the emulator because you can get like four K HD crazy shit. And it's like, man, I don't even want to play on consoles. I don't want to play on an emulator. It, like, unlocks the potential of those art styles. Like, years before Skyward Sword HD and Wind Waker HD, you could plug those games in an emulator and 
And as good as they looked on a TV, like it does look like they were meant to be viewed in 1080p. It is absurd how gorgeous Wind Waker is, especially from 2003. That game looks like it was uh, meant to be seen yeah. in a in a full crystal clear HD resolution, where every crisp little corner and spike is uh, is visible on camera. Odd style goes a long way. Like, it goes a long, long way. And it's the same in Skyward Sword. And the game in 60 frames is really nice. It's mm. very nice to play. It looks very nice. Nintendo really needs to know that there are, you know, Nintendo games look gorgeous. But they can be even more gorgeous and better in 60 frames. Like, give me Nintendo 60 games have frames been in 480p Nintendo. for the last decade, so... What's uh? Yeah. Uh, what's what's this problem with the sky looking like piss? I mean, look at it. <laughs> yeah, it, it could look you like a pillowy mounds of, of mashed potatoes. I'm I'm looking for like a sunset or a sunrise scene. Maybe that's what you need for the the piss to to really hit you. No, it's 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 a uh, it's very brown. It's uh, Barry did a great mm. video on it. Maybe uh, I'm too colorblind to see the piss. That's true. Maybe oh, you're yeah. blessed with uh, piss, unseeing piss abilities. Ignorance is piss. <laughs> I keep thinking about that. It's like, what if George gets stamped and he doesn't know he's bleeding? Colorblind glasses, and then he completely changes. Like <laughs> everything the misery- changes. Yeah, like his whole <laughs> the personality. <misery> magnet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's like all positive and shit. Like, I don't know, guys. Like, the world is just beautiful. <laughs> wait, I, wait. I, this is what you guys. This is what you guys have been seeing this whole time. I turn into a crypto investor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, guys. I didn't purchase crypto until I could see the colors of life. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. You know what it'd be like? He'd be like, oh, I wonder what the colors uh, in VR finally look like. The mm. pure colors. Mm. I can finally play VR games with the correct color. I'd have to, have to replay through super hot VR all over again. So, uh, Oh, would you look at that? Everything's white, black, and red. I could see. Just as I imagined. See the vividness <laughs> of, of those, those newspaper <laughs> colors in full... Full clarity of having normal looking eyeballs because I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the art style of things look look better to me if if the sky in Skyward Sword doesn't look like piss. I wait. Those colorblind glasses are pretty cheap. Why why don't we try this? I've heard that they don't I'm, I'm actually that. work that well. They just like three hundred. Like, wait, that's cheap. That's not cheap. That one, that it's kind of cheap is, for I mean, like it's cheap something for you, yeah. It's cheap, yeah, it's for, cheap getting... for something like life changing, right? Yeah, isn't it meant to be life changing? No, that I've read it, that that they don't like make you see the new colors. They just kind of adjust the filtering options. Your post processing. Look, I love post processing. So, but I don't know if post processing yeah. will make like a new shade of of cyan that I was unable to see before appear where. <laughs> Where it was not before, it's not. It's not making new halfsies? cones show up in your eyes. We can go halfsies on the on the best colorblind glasses. Oh my gosh! Also, I'm and I'm I'm not. I hope being ableist here, but <clears throat> how would a colorblind person know if they're seeing perfect colors? Uh, by testing it against everyone else in the room. 
That's Yeah, but what if you were like, that's red, and they were like, no, it's kind of brown, but you were seeing the perfect color. Then then And everyone and everyone was like, mm-hmm. No, George, it's brown. And you're like, it's red. Oh, so what you're saying And you were right. Is every- and everyone else was wrong. Yeah, well that's just how it works anyway for real. Like like <laughs> Oh you oh you oh you mean your absence of color is the perfect world. It's everyone else who's who's the weirdo. I'm I'm the only normal no one. No wonder you're like cruelty squad. You're the only person who can look at it. Maybe my color blindness makes the color choices <laughs> oh, of Curity Squad. Uh, that's a whole bag of worms, actually, because I talked to um, <laughs> oh, no. some 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 art school Jesus. graduate who was like, "No, whoever made Cruelty Squad was knowingly breaking the rules. The color choices make sense. They're just the opposite of what they tell you." Like uh, Cruelty Squad has 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 some some depth and intention to it um anyways anyways yeah there's no way you could just throw a bunch of different colors together and just make it work that way there's no way there's yeah, there's, looks, there's I mean, thought like, like garbage on purpose <laughs> it's it's picasso <laughs> man it is no, it is literally pablo picasso far, yeah. <laughs> the, the the it is yeah. someone knowingly breaking all the rules in a way that still ticks the human subjective experiences of art and uh yeah it's it's that's the masterpiece we're dealing with here i, I don't Whoa. know i kid i kid i exaggerate but Woo. <laughs> in uh in all seriousness though the developer of cruelty squad vili calio i believe i'm probably not pronouncing it correctly his twitter feed is absolutely hilarious because you know the game is like deliberately designed to be kind of trashy and uh humble so to speak and all this positive coverage keeps coming out like pc gamer gave it a 93 and then there's a dunk view there's a dunky review of it that was put out a couple that, days ago i actually did watch that yeah, I, I think I watched that today, actually. That old, and I was like, oh, wow, night. Cruelty Squad in Motion is uh, vomit-inducing. That wow. That'll definitely give it some spikes in sales, and the guy himself is just completely flabbergasted that people are taking the game actually seriously. <laughs> like, there's so many tweets that are just like, I am just some mentally ill shit poster. Why are people taking my game seriously? It's 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 a fun Twitter to follow. Wait, what? <laughs> seriously? Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what he, he tweeted. I mean, that wasn't the exact quote, but it was along those lines. It, it was it was the the very very self deprecating the uh, full. Fully embracing how bad the product is supposed to look is, oh, is that guy's shtick. Cool. He built it using a, a plugin for Godot called Quodo, and it basically just is an MP map file uh, plugin that allows you to import Quake maps into Godot and then fuck around with them from a level design. That's so cool. So wow. basically, he just imported Quake maps and then. Made levels out of them. They, they look like 1996 Quake maps. Man, there's like even some real interesting stuff going on in that game in terms of uh, technical limits like view distance and fog. Like a level that we covered in fog will be designed in a way to where a visually interesting um, point of views that you're supposed to be looking at are, are being rendered in the distance but not up close where you'll see like mountains show up in the way of an exit sign that was supposed to be behind them it's I, I, anyways yeah cruelty squad's a very interesting game i've talked about it already enough on this podcast though and should have a video out if i'll actually get on my ass and do work and uh and, and have it on the main channel anyways 
Space Jam. Wait, we're talking oh about God, Space Jam it. now? I fucking you watched, watched it. it. Was it <gasps> any How was that trash? Last night, I was like, I look, I was like, let me look at the reviews. <laughs> no segue. Yeah, just show you space, I saw, it's space Jam. Yeah, I saw that it was shit. I was mm. like, all right. Oh, no. I rolled up one, sat on the bed, <laughs> lit it up, <laughs> okay. ready for a very fun-filled night. Um, and I wasn't disappointed. It was hot garbage. But Man, it was fun to watch. I they're mean, just there's disrespect in the legacy, the artistry, the masterpiece of uh, Space Jam One <laughs> is getting shat all over. I mean, come on, Space Jam was also garbage too. Uh, I love Space no, Jam, but it was also pretty bad. But, I mean, Bill Murray was in that one. You know what I mean? Like it, Bill Murray. Was in it's that about one. Michael Jordan confronting his vulnerabilities of uh, of of his like perfection competitiveness problem back when he was trying to get into minor league baseball and and when he when he is tasked with the one enemy that he can't overcome he he has to look within himself and 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 teach his kid to be better than he is and space jam has depth and meaning because of that and stuff i don't know there was a really good super eye patch wolf video about it that you guys should all watch yeah listening it that that story is way better than trying to beat your kid at basketball because he wants to make video games for a living it's way <gasps> way better than that, that oh my god it's always the gamers it's always, it's the, always gamers. the gamers even in hollywood it's the gamers oh yeah it like literally there's a line that says oh look kids video games does pay off in the end and i was just like damn, damn. 90s humor huh 90s parent humor yeah it's just like uh it Basically, that's what LeBron was. He was a dad. He he did dad jokes. He acted He's... like a dad. Like, he has no acting ability. Zero. Aw, I thought LeBron would be all right. Well, I mean, Michael Jordan didn't either. I'm sorry to say, but he has no acting ability. It was fine for what this is, for sure. But... <laughs> everyone else knew how to act and he was just like this stuck out like a sore thumb <laughs> like i love you kid i love you too dad like, okay they, they i love you out their heart out just, good like, job yeah. <laughs> man yeah get yeah. it but i'm yeah, lebron it. but you think you gotta it, like... try i'm the king you gotta try you know what i'm saying you gotta like it's just like come on like what are you doing like do, do you think it... this shit like like some of those camera angles could have been better for sure especially oh my god but like it's it was fun to watch like i don't know see bugs bunny and all that again but i feel like they had less character this time around the first one just it just was a everyone had like their place you know Porky Pig and all that type of stuff. Like everyone here, they just seem like a backdrop almost. <laughs> He's the notorious PIG. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, that's the thing. Like yeah, that's like the only part that that the pig has. That Porky Pig has. That's it. It's so it's so weird because in the original Space Jam, I actually like the Michael Jordan real life parts than I did the the actual like Toon Squad moments. We have apart yeah, from when Bill Murray turns up at the end. Right, because serious like, space it was real. Jam talk. It was a real thing. Uh, yeah, 
Like I liked it. Right. It made a lot of coherent sense and had a lot of consistency to yeah. it. Let's let's go full in. Uh, yeah. D- does Space Jam: A New Legacy have the lasting impressions to later no. later <laughs> develop these these twenty year later YouTube retrospective no. essays that are like Space Jam: A New Legacy is actually a work of genius this whole time. <laughs> Because they keep calling him the king. They keep calling him the top. They keep calling him... Like, I get it. Like, he's a great bos- basketball player. Like, he, I get it. But, like, it's just like... You keep hearing that throughout the whole film. And it's just like, is this a movie? Or are we just talking about how great this guy is? Like, it's just like a flex. Almost. Or was <laughs> like, he? Like, I know he's no Michael Jordan, but I I mean... I, I think he is, right? I don't know. Who okay. plays basketball? LeBron is like... Look, I'm the non-American here, for fuck's sakes. Like, I, like even I know LeBron is up. No yeah, one is Michael there. Jordan, but LeBron is up there. He's, he's up there as one of the, the best players. I know that, but it's just like hearing it all the time. Like, it you just takes dogs. away from the movie. It takes away from the movie, man. Matt, tell me not, what was your, good. What was your good. favorite awkward cameo that, of course, in the thousands of cameos that have been? <laughs> this is awkward, but it was funny. Um... They they're like oh we found Michael Jordan and um they're like they're doing the whole announcement bit because they were at halftime for the main game and they're like oh Michael Jordan and then Michael B Jordan pops out <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like okay. I was just in the stands like <laughs> and uh, yeah <laughs> okay, and then he tries to give good. a speech like and they you know LeBron was like nah and then he left now that's that was pretty his, good I like that it was it was really funny. Don't Rick and Morty turn up at one point as yes, well? Yes, yes. Oh, oh my it, it, Those God. were the best parts. The best parts were seeing Looney Tunes inside of, like, DC Worlds and shit like that. Oh, like other cartoons. And yes. Stuff. Oh, it wait. Was fucking cool. Like, that, that, those parts were fun. Wait, those, wait. Those were the only parts that were fun. We, 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 Sadly, we gotta... like, that's it. We, we gotta <laughs> talk about the travesty against yeah. uh freedom of speech and and the the development of western civilization that was their their cruel uh, uh censorship filled decision to make lola bunny less sexy in this one <laughs> okay you guys saw did you guys see uh i think i i keep showing you guys this guy but i i, I know you guys forget it's there's this guy um <laughs> Internet's full of a lot of made guys. Fuck Adobe. Okay. Fuck Adobe. He made this thing. He makes really good fucking like art, video art. Um, okay. He made this one. I gotta, I gotta send you. I'll probably give it so you can people can see it in the, in the description too. Um, he made this one where <laughs> Lola he made he made Lola Bunny with, <laughs> and he had the. All right, you know what? Forget that. Forget that. He, he <laughs> made a video about that. I'll, I'll show it to you later. Um, but yes. Lola Bunny became this like this like really cool like and collected character in this one she 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 just asked like a a regular like supportive character it's very it's very weird no she's no like, yeah, sexiness at like, all like she was always she's like a team player she's like just nothing she's no saxophones everyone else is huh no, no saxophones yeah. in the background. No sexiness whatsoever. No, no sexiness whatsoever. She's actually like, you see her um, become an Amazon in in Wonder Woman. Like it's it's f- actually fucking cool. Like when you see her like uh, do like the whole trial thing, 
and Wonder Woman is like, oh, you've trained years for this and blah, blah, blah. It, it's, it's, that's the world they, they find her on. It's like fucking Kingdom Hearts is what Space Jam New Legacy is. Um, <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all I need. That's, Jam that's great marketing for the gamers too. Something for everyone. It's Space Jam and and after that part, um, and, and they do reference that they have done this before, the whole basketball game thing with Michael Jordan. Um, but yeah, like they, uh, uh, she just becomes like this character that's always supportive to every to everyone, team player and shit. Like, and it's it's actually quite nice. To be honest, like, I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, but Matt. Yeah. If they made the bunny sexier, then, then. I don't know. <laughs> why, why do they make the bunny sexier? Like, it's not to sell toys. I guess it's to market it to. Bo- if they made the bunny less sexy, there might be less horny boys in the audience paying them money to see it. I That's see why that. they made the bunny sexy in the original I, one, I right? I had to deal with the, the horny boy ticket sale phenomenon of the pre-internet age, where you couldn't just uh, uh, find whatever whatever artwork of Lola Bunny you want with a quick search away. You had to watch Space Jam starring Michael Jordan all the way through. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I'm okay with without Boo Bunny. Like it's it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. I don't know, dude. I I feel a vein popping. The the, the video is called <laughs> "My Only Lola Bunny." It's by James Lee. The guy makes amazing oh, yeah. trash. Amazing trash. I've been watching him for a while now. He's amazing. Yeah, you trash. did see. You did send me that. It it captured my imagination. He's. It's one of the best uh, people I've followed in a while, man. That video, that's what I see when I close my eyes and I yes. think about yes. what they did to her. Yes. <laughs> what they did to her. The Warner Brothers are absolutely trying to to stifle the development of this this burgeoning young actress. I mean, we could dive deep into this stuff, but I I would love what one day we should we should this is too uneven on this side because we we can't talk about this stuff when it's so uneven on this side. <laughs> we have all males, a sausage fest in here, and we need to change that. God damn We're demanding the sexualization of Lola Bunny. Oh my or god. Or at least no. I am. No, I, I could care less. I could care less. As long as as long as the characters are cool. But yeah. Um you know, I guess I I take back what I said. Like there, I guess there were a few parts. I mean, they can't make the movie any longer. How long is it? It was two hours. Two How? hours. How did they hours? stretch out Space Jam for two hours? I think it was two hours, dude. I remember oh being thirty God. minutes in. I was like, damn, shit, thirty minutes in. Like shit, it was an hour and thirty left. I'm like, ah. I mean, is is there is there and any like redeeming message to it about about like like the athlete overcoming be, their, be their yourselves. competitiveness? <laughs> as, as LeBron says it, be yourselves, be yourselves, be yourselves, and he repeats it over and over. Like a again. button on a toy. <laughs> oh, which definitely man. exists. I just know all my black people <laughs> in the crowd are just like laughing because like he's so blackly daddish awkward. Like it's just it's on point. It's on point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, damn, LeBron, what you doing? <laughs> but, you know, like, hey, I, I did. There was, there was a lot of cool things in it. I did enjoy it. It was, it was it's kind of a trash movie, but I, I kind of enjoyed it as well. 
So I mean, obviously, yeah. it's going to be not trash if they uh, if they put more more clothes coverage on Lola Bunny. Oh my god! Oh my <sighs> god! Who cares? I, I don't understand the why American people. Care about people. That type of stuff. Oh Jesus, Trump. Okay, okay, man. It's been a while since I even heard that name. Ugh, ugh. I, my... You brought him up. Where where did he even come I need from? Some vinegar. Uh, um, some... I I I I, I uh, would not recommend guzzling vinegar before we get into the news section this week. Pe- people who want Lola Bunny to to have boobs again are the same people who want who who take their vaccine. <laughs> Make Lola Bunny's boobs great again. They're also the same people who run Blizzard. It seems. <laughs> oh shit. What happened at Blizzard? <laughs> okay, okay. So what happened with Blizzard is, uh, oh boy, I'm, I'm scrolling, scrolling down. Is is what what has started to become a boilerplate familiar news story involving a uh, frat boy culture developing at a large AAA <laughs> Fortune 500 game development publishing company. What? Um, the state of California apparently conducted a two-year investigation with uh, in- inspectors from the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Oh, they uh, are suing Activision Blizzard based on discriminatory p- practices involving the 20% of female workers there uh, getting routinely, statistically, mathematically... Uh, discriminated against when facing compensation, promotion, assignments, termination. But they also found out that on some more casual levels, they uh, women were delegated more busy responsibilities on days where men just kind of wanted to play Call of Duty in the office all day. What the fuck? Which which sounds new? Another Wait, uh, new term. What? I I um um yeah, Call of Duty. Um, women were delegated responsibilities by men in favor of playing Call of Duty. You can do this shit at Blizzard. Blizzard. She, she okay. Uh, uh, women of color were what particularly vulnerable fuck? targets of discriminatory practices. An African American employee noted that it took her two years to be made into a permanent employee, while men hired after her were made permanent employees. She was micromanaged such that her male coworkers were known to be playing video games without any intervention by her supervisor. But her supervisor would call and check on her if he took if she took a break to go on a walk. And this reminds me of some racist shit. But yeah, yeah. Minority um, shit in general it just sucks. They apparently were doing a thing called cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. And I'm assuming the guys in the office don't speak up, so if they don't speak up, it's letting this be. Complicit. Because they're afraid for their job or some bullshit like that. Wow. Uh... Yeah, 80% of men and none of them say shit. Like, I would love to just talk (laughs) with one of these people. Like, I'm so glad. The one thing I'm so glad about and I really want to highlight is two-year investigation. Two years. This ain't some just random accusation bullshit. This is two years of a state investigating you because you're so garbage. That it takes two years to compile the amount of bullshit that has been happening in your studio. 
And they're right, that they're, they're is right down the so street from damning. There, from where I work. We know a guy that goes there. He went out for drinks with us. Like that. Maybe he has just some to stories. Think about it. And he seemed like an okay guy. Yeah, maybe if you uh, can get him to share share some stories, he might have some. I some, doubt. Some He's nightmare OG. tales. He's so, OG OG. So there is one. So there's one thing I saw that I mean helps put things a bit more into perspective about like Blizzard at large and that kind of thing. You got to remember, Blizzard is a massive studio, right? And Activision Blizzard in general. Um, so most of the time. When you work at studios that size, you work in a team of like 10 to 20 people and that is your life, right? You may work yeah. at a big studio, but you actually only work in a small team. Right. And you rare, and that's why you feel like your, you know, your creative control and whatnot doesn't extend anyway. It's like you feel like a cog in a machine because you are a part of a massive machine and your stuff doesn't get very far. Uh, and you usually work in a small team. So keeping track of all these, you know, small departments that are smaller teams that are made up of even smaller teams than that make up this big machine means that who the fuck knows what is happening in a team down the corridor to you that you barely interact with on a day-to-day basis, right? Or who runs that team. It's like being in school and you, you don't have a certain teacher and then people tell you horror stories about a teacher and you'd be like, oh, you're lucky you don't have Mr. Weedman. That guy's a prick, Right. You know, that, but you go to the same school, but you don't know who he is because you don't take these lessons. It seems like Blizzard has fostered this environment where within those smaller teams, people just gone away with absolute shit. Uh, Horrendous. Yeah. I I don't know how you hide that stuff, but yeah, because I mean, I guess, I guess most people don't really pay attention if if the I, states if the states involved it was a pretty open secret probably yeah. because yeah. there oh, was okay see mm. that's what i'm saying mm. so like like that, that's i don't know that's an excuse oh it's not my team like nah man slap me if i was I, on, I don't know. If there, I was on the another team and and yeah and i knew about that shit you did they probably heard stuff but i think it's that thing right where and this is what I. This is not an excuse as why these things happen. It's more of just like how the, the people can get away with it, and what we need to be more consciously aware of. You know, people who turn up to do their nine to five who don't know anything about certain members on another team because they never interact with them. Right? Even if you hear horror stories, it's kind of like I haven't seen it happen. I don't know that person, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I guess you just imagine those things will never affect you. And it comes to a time when it's like this, and it's like okay. People need to change. Like, if you hear that shit, or you hear even rumors about it, like, it needs to be called up. One one of yeah, the reasons this this has gone beyond rumors, why it it's was an investigation from the state mm. and not a lawsuit or a settlement from anonymous employees, is uh, that there was a death involved. Uh, once once that happens, it becomes a lot harder <sighs> for the authorities to ignore it. Um, one of the things the lawsuit outlines is that one of the female Activision employees took her own life while on a company trip, partially because the employee had nude photos passed around at a company holiday party. 
Um, apparently the fucking yeah that 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 brings this to a new low that like even the 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 worst stories of of Ubisoft of like one of their bosses Haskowit like feeding the employees edibles apparently apparently that is less illegal than uh than than inducing a suicide here and that's where where we're at that's the new low that we have been brought to after the allegations in this lawsuit now from I, I would like to say this is only in video games, but it is not. No, what we're talking about here. No, it's absolutely no. Not. Yeah, it's no, everywhere. not by a long shot. It's just that when you get a bunch of nerds together, I don't know, man. It's the egos of a this creative a industry, awful, you know. <laughs> and like, in this and sort of, they're like, oh, not our crew. Yep, our crew. And in any of these sorts of businesses, even the church, where you can foster a a attitude of celebrity. Where where people like, have question know. things from individuals oh, that have power yeah. and authority. The pastor gets around, my friend. If if you're in a position of influence like that, a, a lot of people are just mathematically tuned to take advantage of it. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow, wow. Cam, it's yeah. it's bad. That that is bad. It's so bad. And it's like I hope like, those uh, dudes get it good get it good let me tell you if you if you if you if you <laughs> if you agree with some of these dudes and how they act man go somewhere well, man. don't listen I, to this podcast i man. feel <laughs> you're like, a shit person man <laughs> like we are getting to a point where some of the dudes might be sweating over like oh god am i facing criminal charges here might i go to prison because one of the things that I, I, I reread the uh, Jason Schreier Ubisoft piece. It alleges that one of the bosses at Ubisoft, they named the guy in particular, fed the company weed edibles without telling them at a party. And that is super duper illegal. There are some American states where that is like a five to 16 year prison statement, if proven. Um, if if there actually is a, evidence behind that, then yeah, that's that is worse that will fuck you up yeah, worse than losing a lawsuit or or having to pay people millions of dollars to stay quiet i uh we we might I'm, be I'm getting to that the dosage right i mean they don't know it was mentioned in a uh one of jason schreier's anonymous sources basically corroborated that claim and it did not go beyond a claim in the in the news article to, for, for context here if people know nothing about you know marijuana if someone has not been smoking or does not smoke and you give them an edible and they don't know it, uh, depending on how good quality that edible is, it will it will throw them on a loop. And and then they try to drive a car home. It's, it's it will be significantly harder to drive a car and, home. Yes. And then they get in a wreck and die. They're not used to it. They're not used to the high. They're not like they're they're their mind is just going to constantly race and and the company yeah. is liable because one of the bosses did it and yeah no you i don't understand how <sighs> more people didn't fixate on that oh part of the problem God. but yeah it does feel like we might be eking towards a place where harassment from rich bosses in the game industry are actually getting people killed now uh okay well that sucks and uh yeah, it's it's so weird. Like, uh, I mean, I looking back at Rockstar, uh, of course, we've talked about crunch and stuff like that. But I think about like the the just general shit 
people in power at that studio would just say that you would just take like straight up political bullying right mm-hmm. and this is not specifically a gender based or uh, you know racial thing it was just pure power abuse mm-hmm. um you know, the studio I worked in was a, lo- a localization studio as well. So it's highly multicultural. You know, we had people from 20 different countries for the 20 languages that GTA was obviously going out in. And that meant it was very multicultural and very gender diverse. But everyone was subjected to the same torrent of abuse from, like, people in power. It was like, turn up and say, do your fucking job, otherwise you're fired. Mm. No, we're not giving you a bonus. You don't turn up for overtime. Like, just, and it was fine. Like, they'd been doing it for, like, 15 years, and no one had ever pulled them up on it (laughs) until Jason Schreier did. Um, And it just, like, it's funny just looking back at it, like, and being like, you can't fight it. Like, you get fired. Or you just don't, you turn up, right, and you you work so hard, and the last thing you want to do is paint yourself a target on your back. And that is horrible. Like, it's horrible that you go to your job and you get abused or you worry about not being paid your bonus or your overtime pay or whatever. Or, oh yeah, worse, getting fired because you posted something on Facebook they didn't like or something like that. And the, you can't argue back because it, it, it may, it, a situ- if you were going to plan to stay there for your career, there's mm-hmm. no way you'd get promoted, you know, or anything like that. And it is just that kind of. This is why, this is because even for myself, when I have to deal with this type of stuff, I I make sure that I have things going on separate from this job or any other job that I take. Because if some weird shit happens, I'm probably going to open my mouth because I've have in the past. I I definitely do way more now. (laughs) Way more now, right? And that comes with confidence and and i guess also financial security and like making sure like you know what guess what you don't own me because you pay me yeah that that patreon um, confidence has uh has come through (laughs) in in a lot of cases for me yeah 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 it's like this if you don't put your foot down especially early on shit people will walk over you man people walk all over you and and my god like Myself more so than, of course, Matt, for obvious reasons, especially in America. But yeah. fuck me, do we both have an advantage above any women, yeah. you know, or people who identify as women who work in game studios? Because people are just, people don't take them seriously. People, you know, joke, on oh, you're adorable. Oh, you know, don't worry, we'll we'll sort you out. Like the condescending Go respond to, to emails while I play Warzone. The, the, yeah, the, no, you're the oh, 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 don't worry. The, the mansplaining. mansplaining is pretty fucking deep, though. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. It's I can't imagine. Like it's like, listen, women. Women are smart. Like that. They're not. They're not your wives, and little daughters. But yeah. Anyway. Are you implying I that like wives just, and daughters are? We're just trying to teach people. We're preaching to the choir here. Our our our, our people who listen to us don't uh um don't believe I, in the in the. Be kind. Uh, be kind. Treat people be kind with respect. People, I was wondering... All people, man. Black, white, purple. I was wondering if this reckoning that is happening at Activision and at Ubisoft right now, too, for this week, 
is uh, connected at all or, or can be utilized at all, if the momentum can be leveraged at all, into the unionization effort. Because they, they are real able to organize employees into signing open letters these days. Over a thousand um, employees among the, the Activision Blizzard King Empire have uh, signed on to an open letter condemning the uh, allegations and the boss's response to the allegations. The boss has issued a statement saying that, oh, this is a uh, frivolous lawsuit by um, unchecked state bureaucrats. Ugh. Uh, yeah, there was kind of the implication that that the California Department for Fair Housing and Employment fair the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing is implied to be an, an unchecked state bureaucracy that is able to start frivolous lawsuits over any little thing according to the statement that Blizzard issued in response to the lawsuit uh, 1,000 plus employees have signed an open letter condemning that response when IGN took that article down that was uh, funneling traffic aid towards the Palestinian refugee uh, charities. There were a uh, large group of, of staffers. I think in their case it was something like 80 or so, a, a tenth of, of the amount in the, the Activision Blizzard King world. But yeah, getting people to sign an open letter sure does seem quick and efficient in... in uh, responsive i uh i wonder if is the kind of response we should expect with uh from from a union should one exist power in numbers honestly power in numbers there's numbers when we wanted there. stuff to happen to rockstar it 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 needed people it needed overwhelming you know it needed comments like you can see it so many times on like studio internal boards some bad decision by management that no one would comment on or do anything and they just go through like nothing happens, right? As soon as one person, you know, does the hard step forward to be like, yo, nah, fuck this. Uh, and then, you know, the confidence builds in the others to to add their voices to it. And it just, it needs to be the same situation. Um, it's so easy. Like the, the power divide between employees and management is massive anyway. So why are they going to listen to you anyway? They, to them, you're just a cog in the machine. Then even more so, they're going to stand up for their friends and people they've worked with for 10 to 15 years. And that's how then the, these power vacuums and the ability to create situations where abuse of power just is gotten away with. Power in numbers needs to come you know, from the confidence of people putting their voices together like this and taking or demanding action is taken in certain ways. Like fucking Activision Blizzard's statement is just God awful condescending nonsense and you know people you know ultimately painting a target on their back if there wasn't enough numbers but people inside of blizzard putting their voices together to be like this is bullshit is a, is a huge step forward i hope that it can lead to something like that you know unions in the uk not exactly something we really do but in america of course it's amazing that literally the biggest industry for media in the entire country uh doesn't have unionization right yeah when uh when you were when you were saying that you need powers and numbers to make demands it seems like it seems like we got that we're just missing the demands part of the equation the the, the open letter signed by a thousand people doesn't seem like it has 
a very, very terrifying consequence to the bosses. You know, if they just ignore it, they... What a threat like that misses is the threat of the no, strike. No, because, like, uh, this is what happens, right? It's an ever-revolving circle. Studio does something bad because X writer writes about it. Now, if nobody from the studio says anything, internally, nothing will change. The outward image of that studio might change in people's public perception of them. Yeah. But internally... It, nothing would change. This They'd be is, like, they, they send out a PR statement. Ubisoft. Yeah, they send send out a PR statement that just says, mm. you know, oh, we regret that this has happened under our watch. You know, this is not the kind of values that we stand for as a studio. Then internally, nothing changes. But the repair job of the outside public perception is to be corrected, and they try to do that. So everyone looks, you know, from the outside, it looks like, oh, look, they're changing, they're making change. But until the actual, you know, power, like the power, uh, people in power who are employees of those studios step forward and take that step to be like, no, uh, actually nothing has changed, which it seems to be quite evident with Ubisoft, like a lot coming now a year later after what happened um, to show that nothing's been done. Um, And unfortunately, then it leads to, People can put outside pressure on studios all they want. But, like, as long as their employees are making those games and generating a profit, who cares, right? From their point of view. So, in that internal pressure, like, it has to be like a melting pot like this to then blow over into someone taking that step forward. And it should be coming from the people who have the positions in which they could be abusive of power because that's the situation that's been changed. But using that power and privilege to push for change internally do you think that some of that might be happening at ubisoft right now based on how often the big tentpole releases are kind of looking like they're slowing down and past their peak and how long it's been taking someone in there to put together the uh the uh, sea of the what is it skull and bones their skull and bones project and also with how much talent has been leaving Ubisoft. Like, is that what it looks like if there's not a union and the internal pressure happens anyway? Is that top-level talent bleeds, projects start getting delayed or canceled, and the company withers into something smaller than it used to be over a few years to a decade? I, uh... Is that, is that what it... Uh, I... I don't... Uh, this is the thing, like, uh, people don't realize. Happy people... Rested people make good games. You don't, you don't squeeze blood from a stone, right? You can't get things from people if they're just immovable objects that are tired, down, harassed, etc. Right? Fostering good environments leads to highly successful and usually on-track video games, right? I th- I can't remember what report it was. I think it was a GDC report a couple of years ago, actually, that looked into the trends of studios that did satisfactory reports. You know, internally questionnaires about employee satisfaction anonymously versus sales for that year or in that um, financial quarter. And it very, it correlated to as the same as most of uh, all the four day weekend um, articles that you see about like Microsoft taking four day weeks. Uh, instead of five you, you maximize, and the productivity rising. maximize those hours yeah. when when you uh... people don't feel like they're wasting their time you know all you know their precious time at work yeah um so i mean i don't know why we keep banging this drum of like let's let's just treat people like shit 
And even more so, let's treat women like shit who are trying so hard now to get into the industry where now it's become like a normal thing. And it's still disparagingly like swinging in favor of men. That's just how it is at this moment in time. And not only are they having to fight to get a job in the first place, then once they get that job, which is, I assume, just like ours, it's their dream job, they have to deal with this. It's it's awful. And uh... It's really heartbreaking, right? Like, one of the most talented people I know is a narrative writer who is, a, 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 you know, a woman who has been in the industry for a while now and still has problems based on just the fact that she's a woman. And, like... It's baffling because, like, she would be an asset to any team and massively more so than most narrative leads I've met. And yet the fact that these things can still happen to someone as talented and as respected as her is incredibly frustrating and just baffling to me. It's like, you know, Matt says, just be kind. Don't be a dick. Be nice. Mm. Respect people no matter who they are, what they are. It, uh, I don't know why it matters that much. It shouldn't matter that much. Who cares? Like, it's like, l- listen, I talk about my roommate a lot, right? Uh, well, I used to anyway, but <laughs> when that was uh, was uh, popular with the BLM. And it's just like, me and him have differences, right? We, But why would I let it affect me and my cheap ass rent? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to be, we still have little conversations here and there, but we don't talk about the things that we disagree about uh, uh, or anything uh, like that. Like, it's just, I, I, I still respect them as a human. I don't think they're, they're, you know, less than dirt or anything like that. I still help him take the, 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 his, his old mattress downstairs. Like, I don't know. Like specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that it, it's, I, you still do the normal stuff. I don't secretly hate the guy or anything like that, but it seems like these men, dude, like these men, these, these old white men, they'd be crazy, man. They're living in this old-ass world, man. When envisioning how a culture of, uh, of, of power abuse and harassment and uh, uh, project-leading frustrations can... Uh, face a, a a studio putting together a really expensive project that that is also facing people leaving um i feel like the material consequence for that kind of situation and that kind of culture would be something like the free to play video game tom clancy's elite squad getting shut down just about more or less one year to date after its launch um, this was Which one is this one? the Tom Clancy crossover video game, free to play crossover video game, which is confusing because they just announced another one called Tom right. Clancy's X Defiant, which is different than Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, uh, oh but God. doesn't okay. look like it has a bright future either. Tom Clancy's Elite Squad was the one that used the Black Lives Matter fist in the the villains' um, artwork in their. Uh, wait, wait, wait! What? When when they announced wait. this game, we talked about it on the show for a little bit. Uh, oh, was it the hand thing? Yeah, with the the the, yeah. the hand, the fist. Oh, okay. Oh, they're trying to they're trying to get all the the people the the white people to to buy their game. By people that hate hate black people. Behind the scenes, it turns out that the project was given towards one of their extremely conservative relatives and not a highly accomplished artist who had to live through poverty and, and make it through the meritocracy. 
<laughs> no, the uh, the the director of the project was uh, E. Gilmore's son. There. That was the uh, nepotism. I just, I just can't believe that they're also. Wait, but like how does how does that get through like rich family channels? How does it get through like people to to release a trailer? How does that happen? How's like oh, probably uh, <laughs> because no one has any control other than <laughs> the director, probably. And did the director it's say like, we want to use the BLM fist specifically? Like, what did they? What do you say to an artist to get them to use that fist in in the trailer? Maybe he just like got it and just sent it to him. Like, oh, use this fist. This looks pretty cool, right? Uprising. He right? probably he probably like Google image it, and he was like, look at this really powerful symbol. You know, we should use something like this. Yeah, bro. It, like, it, look, uh, it was for the villain, so it had to look <laughs> like a scary symbol. <laughs> Like, we're like it's you were shooting bros. the guys with the symbol. Yeah, but oh, it's yeah, really, it's, yeah, but uh, some guys totally <laughs> tubular. Oh yeah, but that's that's nobody means, George. It, it's 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 just a, it's a powerful symbol, you know. Like they they're really strong, just like you know, Black Lives Matter, really strong. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. Well, in either case, that game is uh, about to be kaput after October. They're shutting the servers down. It was hosted on a. Uh, Oh, a, it was out. A, yeah, yeah. It was a turn-based <laughs> tactics game in which these characters from the Tom Clancy, from very M-rated, adult-oriented Tom Clancy franchises looked like DreamWorks characters who smirked at the camera and rose an eyebrow and made quirky, cartoony, sarcasm quirks, quips in, in the face of people dying in trailers for kids. Uh, yeah, it was a very strange project that we knew mostly from the usage of the BLM symbol and promotional materials, and it's going to be gone. Like, that's that's what it's like. You can spend uh, entire years of your life working on something that's just going to be gone, just going to fizzle away. It's going to be something you never really wanted to work on in the first place. <laughs> because some guy was an idiot. Just because some guy was an idiot, the marketing was never oh, good, well, the reviews the were never good. Too. It, it, it got a 46 on Metacritic, so probably. Ah, uh, probably. I mean, it's hard for me. It would hard to be biased, not biased, especially if someone put that shit in the game. <laughs> like it, they, because it because it got released in the trailer, not that it was in the trailer. Guy who hates, yeah, because it got released in the trailer. I'm like. But it, it was it was controversial enough for them to change the symbol the bad guys were using for the final cut. But in the trailer, the bad guys were using the, the BLM symbol. You did it. You did it. You did it. Though, like it's it's the, the damage is done. The damage is done. You know, you say the n word once. You know, and it's just like, Ugh. and then you're a gamer. Okay, what's the context? Ooh, that makes it worse. And then you're done. You're, it, it's just, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a while for that sting to to wear off. You know, I still think of PewDiePie. <laughs> Has anyone ever really tried to make a point over what it says about you in terms of how you treat the bad guys in your video games? If you're making a video game, what kind of bad guys you make? If you're playing a video game, what sort of random words come out of your mouth when you're shooting at the bad guys? Has anyone ever really pointed out how uh, there might be kind of a personality test sort of thing going on? They might be kind of sort of a Rorsarch blob in terms of how you, you treat the villains in your games? I never call a villain a cracker or or any of those. I types never of, got into that habit. I don't understand where I never it starts. Got into that either. It I, will, it will always be like you know, like new, neutral names. You know, like 
motherfucker or you know like even the occasional bitch you know like like that's that's pretty much it like i guess that's not i guess bitch is not neutral i guess that's more old school neutral. i don't even do do that i just, my mom might be watching yeah. every every once in a while this is the this is, this is <laughs> because it's like it was it's like old habits of like you know in high school when you used to yell out absurd shit and back then it was like whatever well, old days. At least then you would have the excuse of uh, being a kid testing boundaries, and now you know as adults we're supposed to already know the test. It wasn't necessarily testing boundaries though. It was more like just that was the lingo back then. Now it's none of this stuff is the lingo. None. Now it's just like more. I'm older too as well. Like I'm just not gonna say like, like, you know. You know, let me not. <laughs> I was gonna say some things. <laughs> I was gonna say some things, but I was like, let me not offend. Like, I don't really care about offending people, but I don't want to intentionally offend some just by saying saying certain words. But like, yeah, you could say a certain things and like, like you just as a kid, you're just like, ah, whatever. I feel like kids are way more uh, aware now. It does feel like everybody's problems are more shared than they have ever been before. Like when yeah. I was growing up. Of course, due to the fact technology was more limited, I had no idea what the fuck was going on in America. And why yeah. would I? Why yeah. would it affect me? It doesn't fucking matter. But yeah. now, because I work in the game city in Japan, I've never worked in America, but I work in the same industry. But this, you know, this studio issue, a blizzard, and, you know, the stuff that happens with the Tom Clancy thing, which is in Canada, like... <laughs> These are problems shared, right? And it's Canada. like, it's like, wow. Yeah, it's kind of like compounding misery because we're all sharing in a lot of misery together. Um, it's 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 a tough one in Canada. What? That is so interesting. Oh, the the yeah, I yeah, mean, that's so interesting. Wow, they I should know better. Understand that now. Not to say that all can Canadians are nice and they will never do anything bad, but like it's just like it's so weird for a non-U.S. or well, I guess all the people there could not be from Canada too. So, I but guess. that's what I mean. Problem shared, right? Like yeah. you know, Black Lives Matter. We marched in Kyoto for that in 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 support, right? It's like problems. It's problems shared now, uh, but you know we can't all handle all of the world's problems on our shoulders all of the time. You know, we can, and that's kind of the weight that I think our generation and Gen Z and, you know, freaking millennials and, and you all got... sort of share is this kind of like weighted chain around our necks that we all have to be aware of all of the problems that <laughs> stuff that would never like, yeah. you know, like America's healthcare. That's a depressing thought, but it will never affect me for as long as I don't live in America, yeah. right? But because I am very close with people who live in America, I have friends who are Americans, right? It is like a weighted misery around my neck as much as it, it does seem to be um, mm. in the general discourse of the world. And that then means that all of these problems are this weirdly shared weight that we all have to burden ourselves upon. Oh man, it's a uh, it's a tough one for sure. Uh, yeah. And it 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 keeps going. This uh, this thought of of what to do with a massive depressing problem hanging around your neck after you uh, 
put yourself out there in, in the open in the crosshairs for the internet to criticize you raises its head again. You should come talk about it. You should come talk about it in the Dad and Sons Discord and, you know, spoil the Patreon. That's what you should do. Um, That's how you solve life's mysteries. But, but wait, do you guys want to talk about the uh, super hot VR uh, suicide update? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> So, Superhot VR has been updated. (laughs) The developer has removed all references of self-harm from the game for reasons we don't really know very specifically about. The developer update... Oh, sorry, sorry. It's old. Yeah, yeah. It's old. It's 2021. it's, It's from... 2016, I think. Um, it was it was very <laughs> very a long time ago. Very very long due um, after the fact. But anyways, the dev update. They say the skip disturbing scenes toggle was added in a previous update. Considering the sensitive times we're living in, we can do better than that. You deserve better. All scenes alluding to self harm are now completely removed from the game. These scenes have no place in super hot virtual reality. We regret it took us so long. We're committed to shipping this update to all VR platforms. Um, I guess I'll I'll, I'll jump in the fire because I, I know I'll probably be the only one. Why? I actually agree. I actually, I actually agree. I mean, there. I mean, I agree. Why? Yeah, um, it doesn't sound like a positive or negative. It, it's just a why. It's just a why. Like, okay, there's, why? there's, there's a certain, there's a thin line between something that is that does not add to the experience and and something that's like story driven, like like it adds something to it. There's a thin line between those things, and it's. I didn't think anything of it. Of course. Do I, I don't deal with depression it. on a daily basis? Not on a daily uh, basis, no. Uh, <laughs> so but, I, but it, I guess yeah. it doesn't affect me. Maybe I'm. That's not. This change is not for me. I can agree with that, but I, I don't understand the change. If if uh, so, the if the developer is intention was to remove it because of something they felt about and they wanted to do it, I agree with it because okay. it yeah. is. The game is the creator of the game's intent, and that is what a game is, I think. But you have to deal something with your audience. But they did the correct response, which is to add a toggle to skip those things because some people don't want to see that. That's fine. Oh, it's a toggle. No, it was a toggle. Now it's gone. But then they removed it. Now it's gone completely. Mm -hmm. Oh. So I feel like possibly if there's no explanation to this, something maybe is whoever is in control of this yeah. is maybe is maybe if for them it's maybe too much. Yeah, I'm wondering if something might have happened in their personal or family lives on a very very personal level here. I do also question sometimes, and I wonder. You know, I think this is flipping it to the other side when you get pressurized on multiple ways. I don't know why games get treated differently. To movies and TV and why in TV uh, and movies, almost nothing is taboo. Sex, murder, violence, um, mm. suicide, you know, depression. Yeah. Like thematic themes that hit hard are Incest? not. Like what the fuck? <laughs> sure. <laughs> On a grand uh, score. Grand scale. Like, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's, un- it's untouchable Crusader in TV and movies. They get away with it, right? It's not that they get away with it, but it's ingrained in those and you can do it. With games, there is always a contentious like discussion around something. It's like we're still unable to do certain things. Like, you know, um, 
sex in games is still so immature, it's ridiculous, right? Uh, but at the same time, when you have a game that depicts graphic depression or suicidal thoughts or something like that, as long as the appropriate warnings are given to the player, I don't know why those things should ever be discussed as like, oh, this is over the top, you shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but why are games subjected to a different type of like review filter than movies and TV? Um, I understand the interactivity part of it. Like there's a difference in interactivity, but then that would be leaning into the video games, you know, teach people how to kill when they absolutely do not. Um, Yeah. I mean, I play VR and I shoot a lot of people in VR. So apparently I know how to shoot a gun now. He's the nicest man alive. (laughs) I wish. Um, So (laughs) I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Now when I play games. Um, It's funny. Is is is? I know I might upset a lot of people. Um, the Last of Us Two is the reason why I like games like The Last of Us Two and God of War, like this story driven stuff. That uh, and, and I guess God of War doesn't really fit into that in terms of this this subject. But Last of Us Two has like those strong like themes of like you know. I mean, they try to do a lot of things, and it. I for me, in my opinion, it works right. I I. It's it's the, 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 the blend between having those scenes of sex and stuff like that in a way that's like, I guess, in I like in the movies, you know, where it's more not just hot coffee from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Blast from the past. Nothing like like fully grind, fully clothed Friday night grinding with uh, is isn't that what adults do? Yeah, and and to be honest, I don't like it in movies either or shows where it's just like it's just like I I don't want to watch um Jessica Jessica I keep calling her Jessica Bones because all she did was bone in that thing Jessica Jones that's her name. Jessica Jones. If you ever watch the first season of that, it was just her just having sex with Luke Cage the whole time. And it's just like <laughs> insane. <laughs> insane. Like literally that was the beginning of the episode for four episodes straight. And it's just like, why? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like there there's a there there and, and in that in that show, like it doesn't matter. They they're not gonna pull it, even though that wasn't done right. Compared to like, I don't know if you were to put it in the same camp as a video game, but for some reason it was weird in The Last of Us, too, when that was in when those were scenes were there. Like I, I feel like yeah, it's certain. There's just I think there's a, maybe there's just a more immature audience for games. I and that is the sad reality, isn't it? I think, it, and in the way we react, well, not we, but you know, yeah, we as a community of people and industry. We see the reactions like we're looking at the super hot one now, right? It's a it, arguably I, I, whatever the reason, right? Like as Matt said, the why is the interesting part, and I, you know, I think if they bowed to pressure about certain things, it I think did, that's didn't also a seem bit like there was pre- what didn't pressure? seem that way, Where, though, who? yeah. But but then the response from G capital G gamers is, uh, you know, oh yeah, is one to be. Immature. Yeah, right? they like, that that game. They're triggering Valve's anti-review bombing system right now. There's 
that that opened up the the usual suspects to copy paste their usual diatribes about how sjw snowflakes are gonna want to take the blood out of grand theft auto next when it really seems like it was just the developer acting alone yeah yeah because I, I don't remember... People, people scream at the whole PC thing. I don't remember like, any controversy around Superhot VR. Like, Superhot VR no. always seemed like, like, as edgy and violent as it is, it always seemed like what you plug grandma into to show her that. Like, it was, it's abstract enough and weird enough and self-aware enough of the edginess that you would think it wouldn't, uh... No one ever really seemed to get offended in, in that game's case. And also, in that game's particular case, uh, there is a recurring theme of suicide in all the super hot games. Uh, you know, that they never really got praise for their story. As the one little itty bitty bit of super hot story that you guys might remember is that there's an evil video game computer virus floating around infecting people um mm. uh, making their bodies disposable as their minds turn into mind controlled digital consciousnesses that some evil game master is telling them to kill their real bodies with it's a recurring theme of the plot and super hot vr in particular i thought it was actually executed kind of <sighs> cleverly and artistically interesting because you would shoot yourself in the face to go back a layer in the menu system. That was cool. It was kind of neat. It felt weird. I feel like it's the same innocuous thing as like the Evoca, which is a invoking name um, in Persona 3. Yeah, I'm shooting your head yeah, in the head to evoke your persona. And there was no big controversy. Like, there was maybe some posts from some evangelicals who thought it was demonic during launch. But in the, like, 17 years that Persona 3 has been... been Mass Effect 1 was more controversial than Persona 3 was. For its sex scenes, Mass Effect 1 got more media coverage in the conservative TV channels than Persona 3 did for it having a, like demon summoner toy machine in the game look like a gun you shoot yourself with uh yeah it's abstract it's mm. cartoony it's weird it's <sighs> obviously nothing to do with the real thing the stakes are obviously way lower under the presentation of it to the point where i don't think anyone was offended i don't remember any big controversy over it and it seems like something may have happened in the developer's life that got them to rethink the art they were immortalizing their place in this world with and that's what what might have prompted the decision more than any outside pressure it's speculation without any kind of a better answer but one thing that does i think i'm on the edgier side of the debate for once and one thing that does strike me is just straight up like wrong in the developers blog update is that these scenes have no place in super hot virtual reality I uh, I disagree with that. I mean, if that, I mean, yeah. But at the end of the day, I I fall back on I. Whether or not you disagree doesn't matter. The game maker's intent is to show you what the game maker's intent is. You didn't make the game, therefore you are not in control of what. Like it's like uh, you know Nintendo and the controls, right? They made it for that reason. Whatever. It's it's I can complain about it all I want, but. 
that doesn't mean the right for it to be changed exists, right? It's the game maker's intent, uh, which I think is equally as important. And if they feel like it doesn't belong in there, it does then, scare I mean, me to think it that doesn't belong uh, in there. the permanency of a cultural marker can be thought out of existence later on if the author changes their mind on something down the road. I, uh, but it's the same as like the Mass Effect endings, right? Like people complained they were bad and they wanted good ones. <laughs> like so you're rewriting bad for good and that's okay but rewriting you know something that Whoa. is damn well <laughs> something you think is good for something one thing that should never three, really man. be rewritten oh. is the historical record and so that's why why i think there should but it won't why there should be it, it a version hosted somewhere the the user should have an option to roll back to a previous version or something no I don't I I don't agree with that. I don't I don't no, I don't we're not doing this. Agree. We're not we're not doing yeah. this. We're not doing this. All right. So, uh questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you pay for something it's a little different. But. I, yeah, that's no. that's what happens when there you when go. you okay. buy Oh no. Oh, no. So, Forrest. Go, go, mate. Go, like, well, I mean, we're, we're not, we're not going to have any, any easier <laughs> of a time answering the first question on the list here. We've already uh, gone for two hours, so we better. I mean, this is a fucking uh, paragraph. Forrest, Holy shit. Um, um, sent us a Patreon Damn donation forced. and then a question asking, as an adult... As an adult replaying through the Thank Halo and Battlefield series, I am acutely aware of the glorification of violence in our post-9-11 American media. Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield, as well as war movies like Saving Private Ryan, Top Gun, and Hunt for Red October were everyday media in my household. But the stuff that used to be cool to 12-year-old me now reads as jingoistic. Gun fetishism, military representation, and American exceptionalism are just a few of the topics that have emerged in the forefront of these games. I'm finding it hard to reconcile playing games even as detached as Halo due to themes which were previously unchecked as default. More and more, I'm feeling the urge to put down the controller and let go of my old favorites because I can't enjoy the deification of violent men, despite still enjoying the visceral gameplay that I've loved for all these years. <laughs> Is it possible to engage with this media without buying into pro-war propaganda? Yeah. Yeah, because I agree. Yeah. I absolutely hate modern military shooters, and it's the same as the Battlefield 2042 thing. I'm I'm done, really, to be honest, with yeah, almost like the fetishization of our downfall or the ability to kill another race. Like, America is going through what I think Britain did, like, in the 90s, which is, like, after World War II and stuff like that, military was very much cool and respected, but then it became a thing that was like the country's backbone spine was to rely on this nonsense and the identification of like a militaristic power that could take over anybody was a fetishization that people should buy into and politicians used it. Now that's what America is going through since 9-11 on. Right? Like, it's strong. It's strong in you guys. Yeah. Um, and mm. to see game studios buying into that and monopolizing it is consistently horrid, to be honest. Mm. Halo is a bit different for me because I think the the science fiction or the, the, the ability to push something past the boundaries of realism 
It allows you to get into the escapism. Yeah. Um, it's the same as like finding a total war battle of like samurais versus Vikings. You know, it seems so unrealistic because it happened so long ago that this is a step away. But when you're actively engaging in like simulations of what happens on the planet right now to define the futures of countries and like people who have gone through, you know, actual war zones, so distasteful, so tactless. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I Games I've, uh... can be fun, but man, like take all of Call Call of Duty's Warzone's mechanics and that fun gameplay and just put it in something that has a bit of a better set dressing that isn't just murdering people in this. If it's a sneak attack, it America's counts as glory. murder kids. I mean. Hey. I think you can engage in in these like I'm I love, I love Halo. Love me some Halo. But I wish we could get away from like not necessarily not creating violent games, but creating violent games that are depictions of like the re- actual reality we live in. So, so the first two from. video games, by and large, depending on who's arguing, is either Space War or Tennis for Two. And I think that if you were to make an upgrade tree of all other video games throughout history, the branches coming out of Space War would be a lot thicker. There'd be more branches. I'm wondering how different history would have had to go for the human race to create video games and the branches coming out of Tennis for Two for, like, how to gamify a ball bouncing between two players rather than, like, two players shooting projectiles at each other. How how we picked that one as the default video game conflict that the problem to be solved with the basis of all video game problems violence against an opponent yeah it's a combat I mean it's combat sport. isn't it <laughs> it's, the, it's the oldest it's blood sport it's the oldest combat in the world you know it's the oldest sport but but war is not car. It's not combat. It's not sport. It's won by drones and bombing people. And when you know, looking no at the history of games themselves, right? you gotta wonder if, like, if checkers came after wrestling, <laughs> like, was it was wrestling the when dogs play with each other? They're kind of wrestling. It's oh, I hate thinking about what how how violent the roots may be. Ah. Uh, if if all a video game is is trying to recapture a simulated conflict that is just animals pretending to wrestle each other. I think it's especially difficult as a non-American, because I, I have nothing to do with America, right? And to, it, it, it's always like the... America! Fuck yeah! That's the only way I can describe it, right? It's like that feeling, and it gets... And it's a real, like, mirroring of, like, how American politics is, and, like, the actual feeling of a lot of Americans. Freedom to use guns. You know, we must protect our freedoms with violence. And the gun comes as the default video game tool, which is something that that you don't think about when when playing... uh, Unless you play like Japanese games and Western games side by side, and Japanese games, the gunplay will oftentimes be uh, for lower hit points, 
uh, the guns are not a detachable, customizable piece of equipment. They're your character's default attack or something. Cultural differences get baked into game designs in really subtle ways that add up in grand ways. Um, we were having a discussion in uh, Discord yeah. about whether or not Japanese yeah. gamers have finally developed a taste for FPS games, and it sounds like Apex Legends is getting big over there. But the fact... Yeah, Apex Legends the fact is that it took so long game, for yeah. an FPS game to break into the market already like speaks volumes to how different the imagery is in a Japanese kid's head of what cool combat looks like compared to what a Western kid would be visioning. Uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something. Yeah, there's you know, there is something to be said for. Apex Legends being a you know stepping into you know the fantasy and not realism and characters are quirky and there's robots and people fly around it's kind of a bit sci-fi-ish. Uh, I guess Battlefield was also popular at one point here in in uh, in Japan, but not not like anything we know. What about guns? Guns is not it's just not a thing. Guns not a thing. That was that no, was the, with shit the Z back in then. the end. Y'all know about guns? Guns, guns, the duel. Yeah, guns I, I, the duel. I remember guns being the second a duel teenager looking for something free to play <laughs> back when, when you didn't have a lot of options. Dude, that shit was gangster. I guess you don't yeah. Know about those cancels? Yeah, I guess those you had to be back too? there and and gun canceling people yourself to to get it, huh? Shit was shit was like the the fucking uh, Smash Brothers <laughs> melee of uh, fucking FPSs, man. Was it the was Dark case. Souls of Smash melees <laughs> of FPSs? Uh, hey yes. Matt. That's the shit was good. Uh, Eric B wants to know yeah. what were you really into before it became mainstream, like movies, music, hobbies, video games, or crypto monkeys, for example. Besides crypto the crypto monkey. monkeys, I guess I guess technically crypto monkeys will definitely be um, one thing before it became mainstream for sure, because um, that's happening already uh, with celebrities jumping in this past year. Ashton Ashton Kutcher and they made they're making like a fucking animation and they're selling oh, NFTs wonderful. based on the animation. It's crazy shit. Um, yeah, yeah, lot, lots of crazy shit. Yeah, I think they're all. I think all celebrity entities are gonna fail, but um, there people would rather Grand buy artist shit. Um, but like, uh, so, I mean, music, shit. I've I've listened to so many. I I would I would probably go down the list. I probably listened to a lot of music before it became popular. Maybe maybe uh, Oliver Oliver. Uh, Not shit. Oliver Stone. Oliver shit. I can I can probably. S- Oliver shit. This is guy this is guy I listen to uh that's not popular yet, but he has some good music. There's a few. Um, <laughs> it's not popular yet. Keep your keep your tab open. Keep your tab open. You might hear him on the radio. But yeah, I've I've I like a lot of indie artists. Um What have I really uh, been into before? I wanna point out that Guijan two has become significantly more popular ever since your podcast episode about it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if we were in the <laughs> chain. <laughs> what is it three? Something. Is it I, I remember every I time I see it in. It's three. I uh, all I know is that weird game Matt was playing on the podcast that uh, no one can even say correctly. Everyone else is find the meta now. I gotta go back to it and finish it up. (laughs) I might have to replay it though. I'm gonna have to replay it. Yeah, like you could farm in that game. Like, like they they just add so much stuff into that game. That's a triple A right there. Man, that shit was sexy as hell. I can't wait for more chi- uh, Chinese games to, to come over. We got that Wukong game coming you over know, too. I want to point out that uh, before too. he won the Seamus McNally Grand Prize, um, uh, Veselikov and Umarangi Generation were, were were big hits here on the Dad and Sons podcast. It's it's yeah. We knew we yeah, might we invest we, into the we, inner cabal. We had the winners all knew. rigged up and ready. I mean, he technically won yeah, the award yeah. because of yeah. us. Technically. Yeah, no. it, it's because of us. It technically is because of me because I actually was an IGF jury. So that means he has to send me his uh, thirty ninety as payment. That's what. So, uh, that's I'll what you get for, for winning. Thanks, bro. Is it thirty ninety? Yeah, he got it. He got it when it first came out, and I wanted to wait. And that was there my you mistake. Go. And they, that was my see, mistake. Uh, one of our other dads was ahead of the trend and got one. Of, got, you know, yeah, you got I something before it was cool. Discord. It's just like. I was like, no, nah, I'll wait, I'll wait, and then now I don't have you one. You work hard I can, I your whole life, one. you develop some <laughs> unique, talented hell. artistic skills, you capitalize on them at the right moment in history, and what do you get? A 3080 that you can, yeah. that you get addicted to Hunt Showdown with. Tomato, to, at 30-something. He has yes. a 30-something. That's what... That's that's what all the effort was, was leading the up best. to. The grand moment... Yeah, um, playing but yeah, you I, know. everything on Ultra. I also, I also still think it's kind fine. of ironic and wonderful that I was one of the few people hanging positive on Rainbow Six Siege. Because now when I see how incredibly huge, oh, yeah, like genuinely yeah. mind-boggling, as much as, as bad as Ubisoft is, and as much as it is your moral, civil duty to talk shit about them, they... the, the they did do a damn good job of turning around a game that always had the uh, potential for 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 white knuckle tension esports there, and very few people were able to see through it on launch, except for 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 me for some reason. There there were very few of us, but that game still has a Metacritic in the seventies at some point, <clears throat> and uh, I wonder if history would have gone differently if my video I- was not one of the few positive reviews probably i guess a short honest. hike <laughs> yeah. yeah actually yeah i think george you, you that and hunt showdown yeah. and and even mankind oh, yeah. and what about death stranding too because well, uh, uh the the, the conversation well, kind of turned no, around okay, on death okay. stranding yeah, okay that, well, that would have sold fine. regardless that this this i'm gonna many, say i think the many, like siege like, is huge fans. Yeah. it really does feel like they just made Counter-Strike 2 happen but when that game first launched it did not look like that's how history was going to go I mean is it is it now it's like everyone's doing powers now and I feel well, like that kind of seeped into the test is like what game do you see well. people playing in the background on TV shows and movies and stuff and Siege shows up there more often than like 
placeholder would. No, I mean Fortnite? it's no Fortnite, but it's it's Fortnite a pillar. One. Like like Siege yeah. is always being played on Twitch. If you uh, join in a random pub Discord, there will be people looking for. See- if you like browse people's freaking dating profiles, you'll see Siege show up as games a lot of people regularly play. And also Siege is what? Wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait, wait. You okay? So you, you, when you're searching through women, I mean you see every Siege? every now and then they'll in, they'll sometimes have a list of video games, and they'll be the most like. B- vanilla standard issue lifestyle game siege will show up in the list alongside stuff like league of legends and uh and mario kart why did i move from fucking no atlanta apparently atlanta has some games maybe like two that i've seen point is it's less an atlanta girl gamer game than it is (laughs) teetering on the edge of just being a normie game at this point like like siege is is as as normal and and popular as as maybe Counter Strike one point six was in two thousand three. Liam is looking crazy. D- 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 over there, Liam, dude. what 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 were you? <laughs> Liam is. I don't even know what you're talking. I'm I, like I think I a short hike. I'm just gonna throw that one out there. I was preaching a short hike long before. Oh, this and before it you went played, didn't you play before well. the release? I did because uh-huh. of, yeah, uh-huh. same as in Ra- all right, all right. Uh-huh. Well, that I guess that's the conversation question, now, though. Like, he like, answered the question. I call you out, man. <laughs> I was privileged enough to know a short hike was great before well, I, I everybody else, introduced. the peasants of the public, I, uh, knew it was great. <laughs> oh, we're peasants now. You hear that, <sighs> man? I mean. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna sit on my my ivory tower and not listen to oh, any of you. Um, Eric B. and and George, if you bought a monkey when I talked about buying a monkey, do you want to know how, how much, much money would I have made? made? <laughs> <laughs> so if you bought a monkey for let's say one ETH, right? There are now. So I would have made 6.5 times my investment? Okay. Yes. Which would mean about $12,000. Well, how much would it have costed to invest in the first place? (laughs) Wait, wait, that's not the important question. How how much is your monkey worth now? My monkey? Why even go to college? Uh, (gasps) Why even work? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i remember that whole thing yeah 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 uh my monkey well i'm i'm gonna i usually do floors why even learn how to paint because i'm gonna forget how to do to floors i'm gonna forget how to do drywalls huh? and light fixtures and no floor meaning floor yeah. like floor apes meaning like the like oh yeah the, the rarity, rarity of all high. my my marketable the skills the ones, right they don't have gold going teeth down or the toilet yeah 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 but let's say I if I sell if I sell them both to the bots, <laughs> I'll have around fourteen. This is how money ETH. works, kids. Ooh. Sell it all to the bots. Yeah, there's the a lot of bots will do my labor for um, me. Because people are more than likely are going to pay are going to just sell it to some 
bot. There's, there's always one well, guy who's I just like, some ah, water here, damage and I need to do the floor, and desperate. I forgot how to do that skill, but maybe a bot can help me out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, rum, uh, Roomba. <laughs> I'll buy a bunch of Roombas with my know. NFT money to do labor <laughs> that bots can't do, and that'll solve the world's economic problems. Uh, Liam, you got anything other? Oh, I can't other wait than the for short hike. Surely you knew about something else cool <laughs> that was not yet cool. Yes. When when you've been in the business for this uh, long and had this many predictions stamped on the internet, some of them turn out to be right. You know, I totally was not right about Pillars of Eternity, but I was yeah, right but about most, Siege. Most. Most. Most things for like the past couple of years though have been mostly the NDA, friendia secret stuff. So I can't talk about it anyway. I wouldn't even be able to post. Friendia, that's what it's called. Um, that's what the the people with friends call it. No, that's just kind of the you know. Right. Hi, I have an NDA. You know what that means. Yeah, I trust you. Yeah, I'm going to tell just never you. Never heard that particular friendia before. Oh yes. Oh, it's it's very common. Um. I don't know. I know about my new game. I don't <laughs> know if that'll it be counts cool. if it's your Wait, own what? thing. You're talking about it? Since when are you no, talking about no. it? <laughs> I'm making a game. Uh, that's it. You made a game? Obviously, I joined this. No, well, I... Uh, oh, my God, no. I joined a new studio, I guess. Oh, I thought like, they so captured you. Whatever. Okay, I guess what, okay, okay. I guess... I guess whatever I'm doing there might be cool. Oh, maybe. Well, uh, maybe you guys might also know something oh, cool. You're Who knows? <laughs> Tom Who Clancy's knows? Liam Siege Two. <laughs> Liam has some tasty pillars, shit. Pillar, Tom Clancy's <laughs> Pillars of Liam. Showdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In this one, you, you I'm fight the, the Trump supporters. Yeah, just imagining a room full of Liam's, like three <laughs> Liam's pointing their fingers at each other. They all have a different opinion about copyright law. They do. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'll breach. I'll breach those walls to prove you wrong. Um, uh, da, 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 yeah. Guys, it's like it's like quarter to two. Okay. Come on. Like, what if it's really fun? What if it's a really? It's what if it's a joke question? All right, all right. Let's finish. Uh, Big Dick McCree says, "Due to your heroic." Oh my god! Oh no! Due to your, you're ending with McCree. Do, you're ending with I McCree. I swear, this is a <laughs> funny, silly question. We should all have lots of g giggling, trying to ask ourselves, what American states would we rename to which names and why? And I already have my first answer. To to get the ball rolling, okay. what what if you could rename a U.S. state to anything? What would it be, and how could you one up my answer, which is renaming Georgia to George Land? Well, I was actually going to say California to Matt State. <laughs> Just call it Matt State. George Matt Land state. and Matt State. That sounds so boring. You got that the whole thing. Quality content people turn up well, for. I, I, Matt State. <laughs> Georgia. Everyone knows Matt. 
Matt looks around and everyone knows it's his George state. Land is basically a more modern <laughs> way of saying Georgia. So killed. I don't think anyone would even be that offended. I, I'll, I'll call someone after the show and get the ball rolling. I would call something... Do you know what a Yorkie is? Uh, the dog? No. No, it was a big chocolate... It was like a famous chocolate bar in the UK. Uh, yeah, it yeah, famously had the slogan... News to me. It famously had the slogan, Not for girls! Because <laughs> girls hate chocolate. Because it was like this big giant chocolate bar. Like, it was only for men. But I would call, like, like lots of chocolate... <laughs> I would call like New York, like New Yorky, or something. Or New New York. This is hilarious. It looks like like an onion parody product. It just says "not for girls" and they underline the "not." It's fucking. It's with an exclamation point at the end. Yeah, that was. uh, Can you? It didn't didn't age well for them. Can you rename states to like sentences? Yeah, like Texas. Don't. If you're black, don't stop at gas station. When you're the owner of Matt State. Yeah, when, if you're black, when you're don't the stop owner at a gas station. State. Like, oh yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, I'm going to pass through. I'm black. Don't stop at a black station. That state. <laughs> yeah, like I, <laughs> that's what I, <laughs> that's what you got to do when you're in Texas. Don't stop at a black. Hey, honey, how how was your business trip to? This is a black state. Keep moving. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> if you're black, don't stop at a gas station. <laughs> like no no that's yeah, too much Liam's that's just much. explaining yeah. how it how it <laughs> works for 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 the racists I, there's, there's people who live in, in Texas they're, they're well, okay they, they, they they're, don't they're pay alive. they don't pay so federal okay. income tax though Somehow. and that tends to turn them into libertarians like uh, John Carmack <laughs> likes to like a lot of things on Twitter that are Talking about how inefficient and bad the government is, and I, uh, I, I don't know who, how he expects to use the internet but, to share his his video games he's working on as a kid without that. But okay, like you know those movies that uh, you see those like gas stations and you see like one mm-hmm. or two temp uh tumbleweeds yeah. flying across, like and that's it. That's all you see is just desert and just one gas station. That's how it's like. Yeah. In certain parts, I just yeah. want to give it yeah. a, a mental image yeah, for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, Leo. I was just gonna say I would purposely miss like misspell states just mm-hmm, frustratingly. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Seattle is like Seattle. Oh, I got a good one then. As, go on. Like as of you know, you know Kansas and Arkansas. Yeah, Kansas. As of Arkansas, just like rename that shit to Arkansas. You wouldn't even need to. <laughs> Could we call Texas no, no new printed material, no new merchandise? Don't even need to change the the spelling, just yeah. the name. They, just, they oh. add like everyone's adding dashes now. Just like just one state that has a dash. Yeah, I would name North Dakota South Dakota, and I'd name South Dakota North Dakota. <laughs> I, would, I would rename Pennsylvania to Penisylvania. Uh, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Oh Can we God. have Texas also be called Te- Texas, but with three X's, and it's Texas? It needs to be Texas. Texas. Instead of tumbleweeds, it's just like vibrating dildos that pass by gas stations that have XXX. You literally cannot yeah. sell dildos in Texas. They have to put up a little wind, 
a little note in the window of the dildo store that says these aren't dildos, they're educational harnesses <laughs> because Ted Cruz made it illegal to sell sex toys. America is an absolute fucking parody of itself, honestly. It's the, oh, you guys are a joke. <laughs> what about like the leading states? Oh, we, we've been working on it for centuries. The leading states, like that no one ever visits or talks about like maine no one no one ever says i'm from maine mm. you know that's it just like see it di- make it disappear and see if anyone knows <laughs> <laughs> i'd name like one of the states our one viewer from maine yeah he's <laughs> just disappeared i'd like name just one state up north like canada just like an extension of Canada. Just call it Canada and just see what happens. And the, you could very quickly also name uh, New Mexico as Mexico and just see. Did you like guys you could know that New Mexico is arguably older than regular ordinary Mexico? How is that possible when your country is literally not even that old? During the colonial era, most of the territory that is now Mexico was called New Spain. But they did have that one little chunk on top called New Mexico. And they <laughs> named it that because the uh, indigenous name for the land is is uh, Mexico, I think. And uh, the the Spanish settlers were like, nope, wherever we landed is Spain. I guess the little nub on top can be the, the indigenous name. There you go. That's your history lesson behind why New Mexico is is older than how ever many centuries the the label for that chunk of land on the map said Mexico underneath it. That's all. You're welcome. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way to lead us out educational go to nebula you learn something after i I said that if i had the power i would just change pennsylvania i'm I'm still on the the texas hey you win some you lose some but it has to end with ass you need to turn texas (laughs) texas into texas America is so big it takes a whole day to drive from Texas <laughs> to Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that's that's, that's time to, to roll it out. We're good. We're good. That was fun. <laughs>